All right, degenerates, we got a guest this week. So, Alex, don't talk about the Matrix online or how many goats you fucked. And Jeff, I, I, I don't know, go out in the sun or something. Just I, don't be human. I promise nothing. I, I promise nothing. I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, let's see. I will not mention putting hamsters and juicers this week, the dark corners of the internet I've been to. Uh, anything else we're missing that might scare someone off who has to be in my apartment with us? Did we mention uh, goat fucking and how I should avoid mentioning it? I, I, I think we did mention <laughs> that already. Yes, Alex. I so, am curious. So, do you make the goat wear a monocle? Uh, possibly if I'm feeling fancy. But ah. that's but we can't talk about the goat fucking because we're not allowed to talk about goat fucking on this week's podcast. How about cow fucking? Cow fucking? I, totally have to on run the it table. By management. Uh, uh, management. <laughs> Bestiality of the farm variety in general. I'm discouraging this week, even if it is our guest bringing it up. Yeah. Oh, so this is the week that we class it up a little. I need yeah. two monocles for this. Yeah, we're not allowed to mention such titles as Barnhouse Booty Three. That is not allowed on this week's podcast. That sounds awfully human for your taste, Alex. Oh, <laughs> uh, nay. We got to zero seconds before bestiality jokes this week. <laughs> Good job, boys. Good so, job. You, you, Hard you, at work. You put a carrot in front of me. I'm gonna chase it. Isn't that how you meet most of your girlfriends? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's how I met Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely lady, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry for this week. <laughs> Welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode number 67. Woo! Woody, woo! We're Two still more to on 69, the air. Which we'll do nothing special for. Wow. And, des- <laughs> and despite being dead on the inside, we're still around. So uh, who's here this week? We got Charlie. dead on the outside? Speak for uh, yourself. I have three healthy people inside of me right now. <laughs> Are you Dr. Venture? That's what she a, said? An unborn twin inside of you who gives you nightmares? Shifty eyes. Shifty eyes. That doesn't sound like denial. (laughs) All right, keep it going, guys. (laughs) So this week, uh, let's see, who do we got here? Roll call. We got Charlie. Yo. A.K.A. uh, Mordak, A.K.A. Mord4K, for people who like to really piss him off. Uh, We've got Jeff, A.K.A. The Pale Man of the East, A.K.A. uh, Mr. Guitaro, The Pale Man of the East. You like that? I just came up with it. Yeah. And that, my friend, is called improv. But, uh. <laughs> Acting. <laughs> and of course, I am Maeve, uh, aka Alex, aka Heinous Maeve. No, no not aka. You are Alex, aka Maeve Online. <laughs> no, I've, I've changed my mind. I've legally changed my name to Maeve. Oh, that'd uh, be the worst name. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great thing. Like, nothing can go wrong here, because then they ask me what my name's about or where it's from. I'm like, well, funny story. You know I played. So video which games. one of us should be telling your girlfriend she's no longer dating Alex? She's now <laughs> dating, I guess, the horse mask formerly known as Alex. Or the Mave, because I want to make Maeve? sure to add the. I'm going to do the apostrophe Mave for my first name. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's ethnic. This yeah. is like the longest introduction we've ever had, and for a change, we have a fourth person to introduce. Wait, what? We have another person on the podcast? Yes, we're you joined guys by a special guest. You guys don't get out much, do you? No. No, we run a video did, game. Did you not know the, the Pale Man of the East? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry, you're full of something Wicked Studios, a web co- a website about video games. A Obviously, webcomic? Yeah, yeah. Webcomic? 
Coming soon Go to the on. website. <laughs> yes, we are joined by David of Press Pause Gaming this week. Introduce Woo! yourself so Hello. we can sound intelligent. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. Well played. Well played. He already awesome. sounds more intelligent than we are. Yep. Very concise, nope. clear sentences. He's got his point across. I, yep. I think we've got a winner. No AKAs that say... don't work. No weird nicknames. No uh, AKA uh, King David. AKA uh, Rabbit Zombie. I'm actually trying to think of a new uh, gamer tag because I've had the Rabbit Zombie one for Zombie with an L for like 15 years. Kind of getting a little tired of it. Hmm. But yeah. Well, our we'll listeners with... kind of named Alex, so they might, maybe if uh, one of our listeners wants to write in and suggest a new idea for a name for David, oh, I who knows what'll happen. <laughs> yeah, I may have just condemned you. <laughs> yep. Pass along any nicknames. Please do. We can't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but, so uh, who wants to show David how this is done? Well, actually, I was going to say real quick first, um, for those who are listening to us now, if you haven't checked out Press Pause Gaming... Uh, I checked out a bunch of their stuff before doing this, and they do a really good job, and a lot of their stuff's really high production. And uh, if you like our stuff and you like what you find here with David, uh, you should totally check them out because they're pretty awesome. We will give David uh -huh. a chance to fully pimp his stuff at the end of this podcast too. So if you have questions now, maybe they'll get answered later. Thank you very much, yep. guys. Are you, the t are you the two subscribers we got today? We're up to like 63. <laughs> Woo, growing. Uh, I, I, I may have used an alt account to do the second one so uh just letting you know <laughs> any publicity alex, is good publicity alex doubles as a taiwanese bot yeah. <laughs> hey or good luck i'm behind seven proxies exactly just wait my bitcoin farming empire is slowly coming to fruition <laughs> you got what one third of a bit yep <laughs> almost to a coin yep well it's because i'm running these old uh amd radeon uh 6400s or whatever you call them. So I, it's a slow. I stacked up a, slow a bunch grind. of Raspberry Pis on top of each other. There was yeah. a month where I very much considered buying a high-end Bitcoin mining rig, and then remembered I'm not a crazy person and stopped myself. And then all of us had regret as Bitcoin took off. I, <laughs> oh no, that's the oh. thing. I would have gotten in it like when it was like one cent for four Bitcoins. Like that's when I was thinking, like, yeah, I should get into this internet shit. This could go darknet real quick. I could be rich. Man. No, no, this is too weird. Too weird. Three months later, I regret listening to my inner conscience. <laughs> well, that's what happens but... when you listen to that voice in your head. Which one? Well, the ones uh... with all the bad ideas. Yeah, it's only bad if they, uh, well, hearing one voice and then hearing another voice respond isn't a big deal. But when you hear the third voice, uh, then, then you got some problems. Yeah. But uh, yes, I guess only jump three. or bouncing back to what charlie originally said of uh <laughs> explaining what we do on this podcast uh first we talk a little about our weeks and then uh we move into news and then we'll be talking about oh uh, i was just trying topic. to set up a clever way for one of you guys to start your weeks we don't need to outline this for him he already got that briefing <laughs> this is, I'm this glad is becoming we got a full well-written lecture here's my table of contents here's what to expect from us hey i'll Lower the bar right through at the this front. week but <laughs> uh, i've what have you been up to this week, Alex? Uh, well, see, other than not being briefed on how we're going to handle the script this week. Oh, God damn uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I, Alex, I was just telling, the war room. I was just telling Jeff I, uh, I got a new mouse because I, I, the, the Razor Naga on me is starting to wear down. It's seen better days. 
uh, from me mashing my way to victory on in WoW. So uh, I got this uh, Logitech G600 mouse, which is kind of nifty. It's got the side buttons. I like it, but it just feels small, and it hurts my wrist when I play now. So I will promptly be switching it back, and now I have an extra mouse to do a giveaway with or something. So you like knows? a heavy mouse or a light mouse? I like a lighter mouse. My Razer is pretty light. It I, also is big because I have a fat hand, so it helps. Yeah, I recently started playing around with weight, weighting a mouse, and I'm like, yeah, I want this gravity resistance going. <laughs> I don't know about the weighing mouse stuff down. Like, actually, this mouse is kind of on the heavier side, which is kind of cool, but it's it's, it's not my cup of tea. Oh, no, I want, I like, a, I want like a five pound mouse now. So you're playing league, it's like, <laughs> yeah, bicep curl. <laughs> well, see, from the tallest lead tree in the forest, basically. <laughs> The way of but, the future. Uh, uh, I've got a uh, Logitech MX518 that I've been using for, I think, my entire teenage and post. I don't know how to say that. I've been using it for a long fucking time. But uh, oh, nice. yeah, it's a, just a solid, uh, solid mouse. Um, it was, I think it's like 40, 50 bucks, and it's not. Um, it's definitely not the top tier, but uh, it works for me. It's pretty great, and you know, combination with a ducky mechanical keyboard, I'm liking it. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. I just the only thing I need is I need that uh the buttons on the left because I use the twelve button mouse. Uh, for for WoW. Yeah. Uh, so okay. the, the, I actually have the the MMO mouse that Logitech makes, which is the one with the the twelve the twelve buttons on the side and whatnot so it's just I, I use it because i'm so used to it and actually funny story on how i started learning to use that mouse because i used to bind everything to my keyboard i uh had a gun accident where i shot off part of my index finger so i couldn't mash my buttons with my left hand and so uh i had to learn to raid with my right hand only for the most part and uh learn to use the naga mouse that way so yeah how have i never what? heard that story that, before yeah. that's a you've never heard that story no no <laughs> that should be like your introduction, man. Like, hi, I'm Alex, and I shot part of my hand off once and had to learn to use a mouse that had multiple buttons wow. on it. God damn. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to show it to you uh, at some point. I'll show you the scar on my finger. It healed up nicely, but unless you You're look beast, at it, you dude. wouldn't know. <laughs> I thought the time I got clipped while hunting was impressive. Nah, that, that blows that one out of the water. I didn't actually lose my finger. Like, it just it just split, like, halfway open on okay, the, the was... index finger. Okay, Grazed, but still. So, yeah. so you have like, do you have like no feeling in that finger, or do you, you no, can't? It, it, I, I have feeling in it. It's just, it's, it's kind of like there's a certain part of the scar where you can't feel much. Well, because so, scar tissue, yeah. Yeah, but like everything else around it is fine. The nail doesn't grow exactly the way the other nails do. Sure. But, I mean, I've got functionality. I can still pick my nose with it, and you know, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, the important things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. You, again. It hasn't hurt your banjo career. No. I'm kind of surprised you don't own, like, one of those MMO, what are they called, blades, razors, like the mini keyboard things? Nah, that's a little over the top for my taste. I like to be able to type at the same time, and having to switch, like, take that off, the whole No, no, that's what I'm thing. saying. It's like a USB add-on. It sits next to your keyboard. Like, so you have the keyboard, then you have your blade. It's like an extended numpad kind of thing. Oh, yeah. okay. It just remaps uh... all your um function keys, I think, or something, or they're all mappable. Uh, that might be something to look at one day, but it give me that like Hacker Man feel from uh, yeah. what, what was that movie? I can't remember. All of a sudden, Kung Fury. Kung Fury, so, yes. Yeah. 
So, uh, but yeah, no, just standard, standard keyboard and mouse for me for now. But yeah. uh, yeah, so trying to use this new mouse since it's shorter is kind of weird on my wrist. So it's it's a learning curve. I'll probably give it a shot, but the next time the Naga Chroma goes on sale, I'm probably gonna pick like sweep that one up. That's the one I have, right? Uh, no, you have uh, you have the twelve buttons on the left side of it. Yeah. Then that's what you have. I like it. Yeah, I, I have the older Naga, and I love that thing. So it's one of the few high-rated wireless gaming mice out there. So I'm like, fuck it, why not? Uh, oh, you have the wireless one. Yeah. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so, um, let's see. Other than that, what other news do I have? Uh, got to play the Lawbreakers beta, which is kind of cool. We talked about it some last nice. week. Any improvement on your stance on it? Um, I mean, it's... I, I didn't get to play too much of it because the beta ended pretty sure. early. But, uh, I, I mean, from what I saw, I liked. They do Did have a cool... to be Terry Crews? That's no, Overwatch. No, wait, that's, not, that's, that's, that's Overwatch. We'll that's get Overwatch, to that. Um, oh, no, you're thinking, uh... What is that? That's that other game that Crackdown. Yeah, crackdown. Yeah, Crackdown. crackdown. Yeah. The Xbox Xbox One XX exclusive. The one, one like the only the only Scorpio XSX exclusive. Hey, that and Cuphead. There you go. Cuphead's coming to Steam though. Uh, is no, it's coming to PC. It's not. Has it been confirmed for coming to Steam? No, it is confirmed for Steam. Oh, I thought it was just confirmed PC, which yeah. could be Microsoft Store. No, I it's on Steam. Fair. I can yeah. So that's that's how I'm getting it because if it's the Microsoft Store, fucking save me, like help. <laughs> but uh, uh, you can already see the game on Steam. Yep. Okay. Yep. Firm. Boom. That makes me happy because someone who had to buy the uh, had to buy Gears of War through that store recently. Ugh. <laughs> you poor soul. It was forever but, uh, updating. Yeah. So, uh, other than the mouse, the, uh, keyboard, well, no, the, uh, what was I? I was just talking about it. I can't believe I forgot. Uh, oh, I know last week I'd mentioned my dog had surgery, the third one. No, you did dog. not mention that. Yeah, he, his nuts are no longer with us, and I mean that literally. He, he was uh, fixed. Did you mention that? Yeah, I did. He, he did mention like, that, but he just didn't use the word surgery. Gotcha. He was fixed, yeah. so he's not he's not fucking goats anymore. Was that the no, problem? He doesn't no, take after see, he master. was he was yeah, his competition, and I don't I don't like that. I'm the alpha in the house. <laughs> we need to get away from this. I I regret bringing it up. Management see, is I would have done it. See, I would have brought up a single goat fucking incident if you hadn't said anything, Charlie. This I is know. on your head. <laughs> We're just avoiding the puns this week. I'll take it. Oh, don't worry. Those are coming. <laughs> I actually had a pretty good one I posted up on Twitter before the podcast, so I'm happy about that one. Talking about but, uh, Twitter on a podcast that goes up several days after we record it. Professionalism. <laughs> uh, yes. But let's jump back to Lawbreakers for a second. I, so, uh, it's launching at like thirty bucks. Does that feel like a game that's worth thirty bucks? You know, for thirty bucks, it's it's not bad. It you it's it's pretty much similar to like. I don't want to say Overwatch because you're not getting like a single player mode, you're not getting anything like that. Oh, so it's Overwatch. Uh, it pretty much is, yeah. But I mean, they have a couple different game modes which are pretty cool. Like I got to play the Blitzball mode, I guess they call it, and there's a ball in the middle, and you have to run it to the enemy side, kind of thing. Sure. So it, I mean, it's pretty cool. There's some there's some interesting mechanics. You know, everyone everyone has like the zero gravity, uh, limited amount of like yeah. boost kind of thing, which is kind of adds a nice little element to it. Um, overall, I will say it was fun, and I definitely had a blast playing it. Did you do uh, the backward shooting button? 
No, I didn't do that. Holy oh, shit, so there's a shoot behind you button. What? You can use it to propel yourself across the zero G sections faster. Wow. No, I didn't. I think it's controller controller shift, but it's like just like blind fire directly over your shoulder. Oh. Not even a chance to do that. That's part. like the coolest well, part of that game because you can kill someone with it and you're like, yeah, badass moment. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just chucking grenades and doing all sorts of other shit, but definitely a game I, I for thirty bucks. I would pick it up for fun, you know. But again, at the same time, you know, you should know what you're getting into. You're not getting the story mode. It looked like I could be wrong, but the I, demo didn't I, have I a story mode. I think it's pretty much no. This is a multiplayer game. Like, what would the story yeah. of that game be? Rift World. Yeah. So, who knows? But overall, I mean, like I said, for thirty bucks, it's not bad. Would I get it on release? Maybe, but I would probably hold off for a sale. To be honest. Sure. So. Uh, that's, that's Lawbreakers. Um, I did, uh, I have another game that I've been playing here and there that I cannot discuss, which I mentioned before. Are you enjoying that game, or are you Um, thoughts still out? It's, it's only a, you know, it's only like one level. You can play over and over. Gotcha. So it's, there's no like access to the other features they've talked about for this game. But, you know, it, it is cool. I do like some things they've made changes with from the uh, previous game. But overall, would I do it? Would I pull the trigger on it? Mm, maybe because the previous version had left a scar that has yet to heal. <laughs> It'll fill the void. It, it probably won't fill the void. So probably hold off on that one. Maybe. Otherwise, we'll see. But uh, other than that... No, no, uh, no Kingdom Hearts alerts this week. Sorry Aww. to say, Jeff. Sadness. My I know, old friend. <laughs> but uh, or if he's I did learning. Get a chance... I don't know which. <laughs> I did get a chance, and I know you're going to be happy about this, to finally do some more recordings for Persona Four. Ooh, yes, do like want. Yeah, and I think I think this last recording session we did was actually pretty nice. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, it's the first dungeon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. It was fun. It was enjoyable. And uh, would I recommend uh, Persona 4? Yes. Yes, I would. You but, know uh, nothing yet, too. That's the best part. I know. I'm, 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 I'm Jon Snow in this fucking situation. Like, I just, I, I don't know anything. But. <laughs> oh, I, I'm so stoked for watching this unfurl. This is, like, crack to me. <laughs> I Honestly, I think crack's a shittier high. Something Wicked Studios now making videos exclusively for the tastes of those people that are off the staff. to support Jeff's drug habit. Apparently. Yeah. Well, on the plus side, you watch Persona videos, you still have your teeth at the end of it. So, that's a You know line. nothing yet. <laughs> but uh, other than that, that's my week. Uh, yeah. There's the feature I wanted added to the next Persona game. Persona 6, you have to go to the dentist periodically. <laughs> Crack is whack. Don't say that yes. too loud. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hey, sorry, uh, I played Persona 5. I don't want Morgana's replacement being like, you should get your teeth cleaned right now. Do it. <laughs> Go to the fucking so, dentist. It could be some like Persona 3 style, like, you don't feel refreshed enough. Go brush your teeth. <laughs> it's, so, um, have any of you guys ever played, oh god, what's it called? Um, Eternal Darkness? No, um, mm. uh, I'm blanking on it. It's basically the uh, Twin Peaks video game. That The guy who made it says, I have no idea what the hell I'm blanking on the name. This will bug me. But so as part of the game, you play an FBI agent, and there is a shave or not to shave mechanic in the mornings. 
and you grow <laughs> like a ridiculous redneck beard if you don't shave. <laughs> and like hygiene's a thing in that game and shit. It, like it does. It's like it's like it's about refreshing. It's also like how seriously people take you. <laughs> Welcome to puberty. This, uh, <laughs> yeah, you smell bad if you. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the thing I like about oh, no, video I think games. Deodorant's in that game. I, I, it's like it's that level of weird. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. Is it Deadly Premonition? Yes. Does, does it have like alternate endings depending on whether or not I drank orange juice that morning? It's and got have, like, like nine deficiency endings. of vitamin yeah. C. <laughs> it's, it's got a bunch of endings that range around whether or not you chose to shave. Like there are full playthroughs where people fight for ten minutes of like, do we shave this run or not? Because that starts off a whole series of events. <laughs> wow. That is amazing. Yeah, and Alex no, is right, no. it's Deadly Premonitions. Yeah, Deadly Premonitions, I thought so. Thank you, Google! <laughs> what did you Google, the Twin Peaks video game? <laughs> That's exactly what I Googled! <laughs> no fucking shame in my Google I, game. It's in nowhere led to Twin Peaks, but it's totally the Twin Peaks video game. So, uh, yeah. instead of that... Uh, why can't I remember that other game? Cabin in the Woods? Not Cabin in the Woods. Uh, until Dawn? Un- until Dawn. It's so, yeah. Uh, 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 man, recognition. So, yeah, until da- it's like Until Dawn, but just having to uh, determine if you're going to, you know, uh, either not get killed by a Wendigo, but decide if you want to put a shirt on today. Oh, or no, no, no. Yesterday's it's, it's, laundry. it's more kind of like um, a shitty Grand Theft Auto clone with really weird gameplay choices. Like, it plays kind of like Resident Evil 4, but badly. Okay. It's not a, um, it, it's not an, it's not in that style. What would you call that, really? Like a, it, It's an over-the-shoulder. Yeah, it, it's got aiming mechanics and shit, too. Yeah, it's got the red dots from, like, RE4. Yeah. For, I, uh, aiming. So I'm looking can, at this you, right now. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. So you can uh, <laughs> what, uh, aim up quickly and then aim down quickly, though, or or is it just slow mo or, um, or normal speed? Sorry, I haven't played that game in a long time. It's got an auto aim thing. Like it's got the uh, the creator of the game was out there basically saying things like, "Yeah, if I if I didn't have to put enemies in this game, I'd have liked the game more that I made." But the mm. studio that pushed published it was like, "No, you have to have combat of some kind," and the combat is really not great and the driving mechanics are really not great like this came out before telltale popularized that whole kind of adventure system like this is a game that would work better it's it's squarey like the guy behind um deadly dreams don't die or whatever it's called d4 like the guy makes weird ass fantastic games Mm. hmm on a side note, Deadly Premonition may be coming to something with its studios this Halloween. <laughs> I've been looking for an excuse to play it. We've now had one. Nice. Good, good. No, no, it's not. It's on Steam. It's on Steam, by the way. Oh, I got it for PS4. I don't know if it's worth. I was say I don't know if it's worth twenty five dollars because the game looks like. Something the PS2 vomited up. I don't know if that game is worth a hundred dollars or zero dollars. It depends on who you are. It yeah. is not a good game, ah. and it's also the best game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yo, Gabe Newell, Steam sale this game for me. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Wait, did did Jeff just call somebody no, out on our moving podcast? Moving on, moving the fuck on. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
We have people writing in to ask if your beef got settled yet, Alex. So you want? You're really sure you want to start more? Don't worry. Uh, I'll give them what they want towards the email section. Wait, you naked? But, uh, That's what they're also asking for. Out the cell. Uh, no more guests ever. This is what happens in the <laughs> podcast. I don't understand. I feel like or, <laughs> it's more for David to be like, I, I'm swearing off these crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Can I do that? I, I think David has made me and Alex this over the top. <laughs> you, know, you know, I am a therapist. Is this why you guys brought me here? I well, I wanted to answer on. this, but Charlie's gonna be so upset with the rabbit hole. Moving on, moving, <laughs> on, moving, moving on. on. But yeah, that's my week. I'm done. <laughs> I'll go next then, I suppose. Um, I saw Dragon Force, kind of. I were they? Was it a thirty second show? No, I I I say I saw Dragon Force because I physically saw Dragon Force, but. It was at a place called the Roxy out here in LA, and their audio mix was so bad. Me and Jen left about two thirds the way through because it was like it's terrible in here. And we were driving home in the car, and I looked at her and said, "I think these are the songs they played." But it was so hard to tell anything from itself. I actually don't know what songs they played. Like it was everything. It, mm-hmm. it was auditory sludge. Whoa. It sucked. What? Yeah, yeah, and for a band that's all about precision and speed, describing their music as sludgy and blended together, like, I, I think I heard Through the Fire and the Flames, but I don't know because at no point could I, like, distinguish guitars from the rest of the songs. Like, I, I, I think I heard a variety of songs they're famous for, but at the same time, like, it's like, no... Nothing was distinct enough. I know anything that was played. Actually, congratulations. Mm-hmm. That is the first yeah, show I've ever walked close. out of ever. So what you're saying is you think you might have heard through the fire and flames through the static and the twangs. No, there was no static in the twangs. That was the issue. Like they were playing fine. It was the sound guy or the audio system there was just such complete shit. It wasn't coming through clearly. That's... Like it, this would be like if you wrapped your speaker in saran wrap and then put it in like a geodesic dome thing and then put it at the bottom of a pool. So yeah, you can hear the sound coming out of it, but you're never totally sure exactly what that sound is. How do you how do you fuck that least... up? I mean, uh, at least you know a uh, pyrotechnics accident would have been metal. I I have nothing. Oh, I man, you're back a week. <laughs> that was back a week for that one. Ago. Or two weeks ago, yeah, I saw Rammstein. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to see a pyrotechnics accident. Yeah, I. You lost Mish. I blame the Roxy. I. Yep. Nah, but aside from that, I've spent a week struggling to learn uh, Adobe Premiere. Hence, why there have not been videos since. That's my weekly shill of I'll get to the videos. I promise. Oh shit. Uh, we also had a whole slew of really bad technology issues that just. Things abounding were sucky. Like, I, we have programs and equipment that are supposed to be able to do certain things. We've had cables die and all kinds of connections go bad. So it's been a fun week to be running on like an idiot going, why isn't this working all of a sudden? I haven't che- I haven't touched this in four months. Oh, the cable's now bad. How did that happen? Explosions. <laughs> yeah, I, I did get some time to play a little bit of Warframe and a little bit of Grand Theft Auto Online. I've or on Warframe later, I guess, as we get to our main topic. But that game's real cool still. Yeah. It's about to get cooler, but I'm getting ahead of myself. I 
I have no clue how I wound up playing Grand Theft Auto online. It was just like, holy shit, I played two hours of this. How did that happen? <laughs> was I testing I something? that game must be fun or something. I, I don't know if it is, actually, because <laughs> I, I, I want to like that game. We'll get to it eventually in MMO Safari, I think, because that's what that game kind of is at this point. But there's this weird kind of like 1% versus the rest of everyone that plays that game issue going on. Where you can just have a horrible time if you're like the poor person with only five million dollars in your bank account on the server, and everyone's just like bombing you from orbit and fighter jets and attack helicopters. You're like, I'm just trying to do this mission so I can make some money, so I can be like you fuckers, <laughs> so I too can uh, can man the skies and bomb low level fucks. You joke, <laughs> but yeah, that's it, like. They keep releasing these really cool expansions, like underground bunkers and stuff. I look at them and go, oh, those missions look so cool. I don't have $20 million in-game to burn to get that mission available. I got, like, 30000 Like, getting the biker club stuff set up was a pain in the ass. And then, like, getting people to do the biker club stuff with you, it's like, man, I already have all the money I need. Then why are you playing this game? Like... What do you get out of this if you're not doing missions and shit? Because like, it makes me feel doing? better than everyone else. Basically, yeah, yeah that's what yeah. it seems to be. Thirty thousand, you're you're doing better than most of America. I... Yeah, it doesn't go very far in that game. <laughs> like, it's like you want to buy some hubcaps? That's gonna be fifty grand. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, the, are it... they bulletproof or anything? No, purple. no. <laughs> oh, you want to change the paint of your car? That's gonna be two mil. Yeah, the, the, maybe it's the economy for that game. At or that something. point, just buy a new McLaren F1 with the paint job of your choosing. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to get into that game, and every time I play it, I'm like, yeah, this game could be so awesome if it wasn't for the people that play it. There needs to be, like, I'm fucking poor as shit in this game servers. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, I'm actually doing missions still. Leave me the fuck alone. I want to play the game, not just, like, snipe people. Mm -hmm. Which I get is technically part of that game, so... Yeah. I know I'm whining about that. Uh, probably the dumbest thing I did, though, was I bought a flight stick. <laughs> uh, for, uh, what, what game? Elite Dangerous. And I, I, I'm now in the club of people that own flight sticks, which means I'm now really into um, driver profiles and shit like that, because uh, believe it or not, the flight sticks do not work correctly when you plug them in. I feel like that's been a problem they've had since their inception. Yeah, they've never worked correctly. So, uh, <laughs> you, you know what, owning a... If, I got a flight stick because I'm like, man... I. I talked to Alex about this, but basically there's an article that was like, hey, do you find the idea of Elite Dangerous super cool? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. Do you think controlling Elite Dangerous on a joyst on a controller is super shitty? Yeah, yeah, I do. Have you thought about buying a flight stick? And I'm like, no, Internet, no, I haven't. Let's do something dumb to, yeah, let's buy a flight stick. And the functionality the, way. Uh, the, the, the uh, functionality i've gotten out of the flight stick makes that game super awesome yeah never uh, drink in prime i've learned that the hard way I, well, it wasn't <laughs> prime oh no no you have to go to like uh 
crazy Eddie's house of computer accessories to get flight sticks still. Like, no one's making real flight sticks anymore. My question is, why are you going to crazy Eddie's when you should talk to our our esteemed and loved friend of the Russian variety? Even Nikolai tracksuit doesn't, delete, doesn't deal in, like, discontinued Mad Cats products. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I call bullshit on that. If anybody deals with out of production Mad Cats products, it would be Nikolai tracksuit. You raise a fair point. Like, the quote, new in-box version I got came in a box that, like, had the feel of this has been sitting in some warehouse for the last, like, 30 years, predating computers and shit. Like, it was always there. Flight sticks have always been in that warehouse. And someone was like, huh, someone bought this. Joseph, go down to the bunker. Get get flight sticks. Someone <laughs> bought one. But I don't want to die, Grandpa. Get the <laughs> flight stick, boy! We have business to attend to. <laughs> Our rating is on the line. He could give us a five-star review. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, I got one of the cool ones. Like It's got the throttle and the flip button for the like stupid missile button and the built-in mouse for it and shit. Like, th- this is one of those ones where I'm like, hey, if I'm going to buy a flight stick, what's the best flight stick out there? Nope, not spending $4,000 on a flight stick. What's the best flight stick I can get for like 100 bucks? Hey, that one's pretty cool. Wow, I had I had one for like TIE Fighter that I think TIE Fighter ran on DOS. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had one way back when then too, but yeah. The good old days. I, I, I keep making jokes that like some guy's not kicking my door and be like, nope, you, you have to live in a basement now. Like you want a flight stick? Your kind isn't welcome in the real world anymore. <laughs> you can play that weird Windows flight simulator game teach you to fly a plane and nothing else now. Fiddly dangerous. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, the process of getting that thing running, because like the last driver released for it is kind of like, hey, it's for Windows XP. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh boy. <laughs> like the online forums are the last time this thing. Mode. Basically. Oh no! Like that's the thing. Like the, they, Mad Cats, the maker of fine flight sticks, apparently, and, like uh, released a like, hey, here's how you profile this thing for like stuff we're only going to support and it will keep working forever. But also, you go on the websites. It's like, yeah, the last time this thing auto worked was on Windows Seven. I'm like, that was a long time ago. And Dance Dance Revolution accessories, and shitty gamepads. Yeah, I, I I'm truly I, amazed by the scope of what Mad Cats used to make. Hmm. But, yeah, I it's been a week of not doing lots of stuff except being mad at programs, both of the flight stick and the editing type. Who wants so to go it's next? it a week that's giving you some grays. Uh, not grays, just more moments of me going, Serenity now, Serenity now, Serenity now, fucking computer! Well, time to get out the uh, the blood chalice. I, we're getting close, but I'm not sure what pagan deity the the joystick is linked to. Like, that feels like some old forgotten one. Well, there's a patron saint of TV repairmen, so there's actually a pretty strong possibility there's a patron saint of flight sticks. <sighs> the TV repairmen might be able to figure it out. Maybe. Yeah. Does this have tubes in it? <laughs> it's not that old. <laughs> I think it has LED technology. 
Uh, I'll go. I'll go ahead. I, yeah, you yeah, go for it, sure. David. Um, I don't really remember a lot of what I did this week. What have you been playing, at least? But I did just beat Yakuza Zero, and uh, that was a uh, pretty incredible game. That was actually my first Yakuza game. Oh, you you played Yakuza Zero for your first? It's funny because it's the prequel, and you know they kind of make jokes about you know certain characters that I probably totally missed. But uh, what I really liked about the game was, you know, you have two characters, um, but, uh, Kiryu and Majuma, and, you know, Kiryu is uh, from, where are you? You're playing in Tokyo and Osaka. He's known but, as the dragon, FYI. Yeah. So, mm. uh, yeah. Or, um, but, yeah, they've got, you know, completely different accents through the subtitles because uh, one is, like, as... Here he is growing up like educated, and uh, you know, Majima's more come from the streets of Osaka, you know, born into the Yakuza. He's the and... Japanese version of Southern, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's probably a lot I missed, but it really got me. Uh, I beat the game with like a 20% completion rate. So, how many hours did it take you to get to 20%? Like 70. Yeah, that's a long-ass game. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go back and play, like, the baseball mini-games or the bowling mini-game or the gambling mini-games or go get, uh, not escorts, um, girl, the, yeah, go to the Idols? Uh, the clubs in the game. Oh, um, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, hosts. Host, yeah, yeah. Uh, I might try and work on the my business empire as a real estate agent. Uh, what I'd recommend doing <laughs> is going back and playing the rest of the Yakuza games, starting at Yakuza 3. Alright. Yeah, so uh, it definitely brought me in. Uh, that brings me into... Uh, I did go to E3 for one day this year, and there had, Sega had... Uh, it was actually, I think, the only like Sega-sponsored thing aside from Sonic there. Um, but they had like a makeshift like Japanese town... Uh, based on uh, Yakuza map with um, uh, girls handing out uh, pocket tissues, which was incredible. If you haven't played the game, you wouldn't understand. Uh, it's a real thing in Japan, too. What? Uh, it's There was a point in time in Japan where if you were Western or looking for toilet paper, you started collecting the pocket tissues they gave out fucking everywhere. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. The the more you know. Um, yeah, that's um, that's Yakuza Kiwami, right? That's like the remake of one. Oh, I don't. I have oh, no yeah. Idea. The, sorry, the game is Yakuza Kiwami is the one they're advertising. It's a remake of one, or it was Yakuza Six, which they just showed off a trailer for a couple weeks ago, I think, and yeah. both look awesome. So yeah, Yakuza Six is already out in Japan. It's yeah. coming out here in the next year. Um, otherwise, uh, I went to a wedding and in Northern California. I checked out Petaluma, hoping that I'd find some kind of inspiration for Norman Greenbaum's album. But um, uh, there was a Target and a CVS in a nice downtown area. So, did you uh, hunt for Jeff Gersman? No, but I, I did find a uh, coin store. Uh, I bought a two-cent coin. For twenty bucks, from like eighteen sixty four, coins a 
collected coins aside from video games. It's one of my other hobbies. Hmm. So yeah, two. I would love to see. I would love to see two dollars and like two cent pieces come back because that would just be so useful. Um, assuming we use cash in the future. I say, didn't they have talks about doing away with the penny in general? And we should just all go to the yeah. But the two cent penny or the two cent or the three cent nickel, like I think that could be useful. Three cent nickel. Yeah, there's uh back in the like eighteen. 60s and early 70s you have a three cent nickel and a three cent silver hmm. huh. yeah uh currency anyway now that i bored you with my uh coin uh collecting hobbies <laughs> uh, let's... This is you not think that was boring wait till i start talking coin collecting on this podcast we've talked about crocheting i know we've talked about my buried gold once haven't we uh, we talked about your your much gold. Yes. Sorry. That apparently you owe my roommate because when you did that, he hit me with an Allen wrench. When you promised my roommate that if he hit me with a wrench, you'd give him much gold. I, I did promise someone much gold, didn't I? <laughs> yep. How's your week been? Me? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start <laughs> with... Um, so a few seconds ago, when, you, when we just mentioned the patron saint of... Uh, Flight sticks. I wound oh, up Googling no. that to see if it even existed. And instead, what it's gotten me to is CatholicAviation.org, which there is apparently a Catholic Aviation Association. This is what I got. Their symbol, this I shit you. No, their logo, I shit you fucking not, is Jesus Cross nailed to the bottom of a biplane. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Wow. Um, and they have three patron saints of aviation. Most of their names are hard to pronounce, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, a lot of French and Italian words there. Um, no surprise there. <laughs> yeah. So for me, this week, I wound up going to a party with a bunch of friends. Um, and if I mentioned this last week, and I'm just blending my weeks, let me know. And I wound up talking to a guy who worked on haunted houses. Did I mention that? I don't think so. No. Hmm. Okay. Well, I got to meet a guy who worked on haunted houses, and he helped like do construction and design and stuff for like, um, like Spooky World in Massachusetts. And he's been to like all kinds of conventions and stuff, and um, for like haunted house construction and like odds and ends and stuff. And like, he does a lot of uh, like makeup for plays and things. Yeah. Mostly like faces melting. Um. And uh, he knew, he said he knows like four or five of the contestants that have been on the show Face Off, the sci-fi show. Jen has been mm. watching that so much lately. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool in getting to meet that person. Um, I've been playing shit tons of guitar. Um, I had a very similar hockey week, week, except for this time I got to have a puck rung off my head. And I actually... Uh, Got to stop a few pucks from a guy who actually wound up turning to be a player who was a tier two player in the queue. Cool. Which those, wow. for those who know, that's actually like really high level. Um, so kind of had a bit of a pat myself on the back moment there. Um, I have found a YouTube channel called Game in 60 Seconds where people, this person does game reviews in the voice of Nicolas Cage which is the most amazing thing Whoa. in my life. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with their stuff. They're pretty good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, based off the pun of Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> um, then uh, I watched some stuff of... Uh, listened to and watched some stuff from uh, Press Pause Gaming and wound up learning from the E3 video. Apparently, David is one of the other poor bastards on this planet who is a fan of Curse Gaming. Uh, uh, <laughs> or remembers it, at least. Uh, yeah. that uh, Actually, I had a friend get me that shirt... Um, the last time he went to E3, I have, yeah, that was a free shirt. And I was like, I want to be, you know, in the moment. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for noticing. That was, um, <laughs> uh, I used their wow mod way uh, back okay. when. I do remember using, I think that Liquid was Liquid like, 112 and all that shit. Yeah, that was like literally the only thing I used from Curse. But, hey, a yep. free shirt's a free shirt. Yeah, the, mm. no, the price is right. So you, um, yeah, so you saw our interview with like David Allen from Destiny, and um, oh no, Jeff or, probably uh, avoided that because Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, or well, I listened to it while I was working mostly. Um, but did that. Um, on our speaking of our podcast, I I got to listen to the new Persona podcast, uh, which is I fucking enjoyed. Um, you should probably mention that uh, the Persona spoiler cast we just part one of recorded. two Persona four spoiler cast. Yeah. It's currently up on something Wicked Studios between episode sixty two and sixty three. Yeah, I have, I have no clue how that happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, so if you hear us talking about like, well, where the fuck is it? Well, that's where it's hidden. It's and up. The thing video gamey I did is so. Would you guys describe me as a Psychonauts fan? Yes. So I follow that game fair close enough, and apparently they managed to fucking sneak a game out without me noticing. Yeah, the Rhombus of Ruin. The Rhombus of Ruin, and it's a VR game. Yep. And I don't own VR, so I watched a walkthrough of it. <laughs> um, and if you are a parent, so it started out with like I was looking up reviews on. They're like, okay, so it's a new game. It uses VR. It bridges the storyline between game one and two. It ties up a bunch of loose ends and all of the quirks and charm and things that you liked about Psychonauts are there. I'm like, fuck. Now I gotta go watch a walkthrough of this game to get it up to date. And if you were into Psychonauts, that game is actually fucking amazing. Um, I was completely surprised at how well they made VR work for that franchise and how they made that, like, uh, use puzzle solving. And I honestly think that's actually probably one of the best uses of VR I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, because the games had uh, clairvoyance <laughs> from the milkman thing mm. and then basically they just fix position you and you jump to other people um and then use the vr to like look around from their perspective as a way of guiding yourself through levels sure. really cool oh, that's cool i heard it was good um, it's short isn't it oh it's wicked short yeah um so i think the I walkthrough pl- i watched was like an hour and a half yeah i think there's... i played all of it at some event once by accident it's like hey we have a full build hey you beat it yeah yeah um, they also don't want full price for it, which is kind of nice. I do think that, like, if I had a VR, I would still want to pay less than $30 for a game that's only an hour and change long. Um, but it still was a freaking cool-ass game, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, that brings you up to date with me. Yes, that means it's time for news, unless I'm forgetting someone. Yeah, maybe I'll touch base on VR. That was, uh... Yeah, I've I've done the Sony VR with the uh, the sh- I don't know if you 
did the shark one just where it's not really interactive it's just uh yeah it's more of an experience yeah that was cool that was uh a bit spooky had me kind of uh after a few beers i was like uh i don't know if i like this the shark's <laughs> about to get me uh but i and e3 i played uh star child which was um like a six minute demo of you just like jumping around in a what seemed to be a puzzle game they would tell me literally nothing about it uh but it's like yeah you're in space and you're doing puzzle shit and it seemed interesting enough it was certainly a pretty game i don't know if i'll ever buy a, a vr system in the near future but uh yeah i have contemplated as part of my hey star citizen and elite dangerous have mild vr support at least looked at it for a second or two because I've been forbidden from doing the three massive monitor setup. <laughs> oh, the, the one TV is solid. No, no, I want two more of those now to get myself that, like, cockpit view. Oh. <laughs> You're literally becoming, was it, the movie 1984? I... You get the walls. I bet the oh, resolution yeah. on those sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say, uh, be still my beating heart. <laughs> 1984 is like they're watching, uh, your family's watching you, and I'm like, no, that's... Fahrenheit 9-11 is not Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit 451. That's the one. Uh, with the, oh, that's, that's the one. 451. Uh, Sorry. Okay. Yeah, close enough. You're a classic dystopian literature. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a classic one right there. Yeah, I'm a I'm a scoundrel and a fiend. I am not a scholar or a gentleman. <laughs> oh, speaking of scholars and gentlemen, time for news, boys. What? Hey. News. All right, let's get the uh, lowball one just out of the way first. Doomfist is out, or at least been revealed. There's a trailer out there for him. You can play him on the Overwatch test public test server. Um, is he available in the normal game yet, Alex? No, as of right now, that is a negative. And uh, as of recording this, you cannot play him on the normal game, and reactions are mixed, and he's not voiced by Terry Crews, and I'm not going to lie, the video they put out for him, I'm like, Thank God this isn't Terry Crews. This is a cool-ass character. That is the first Overwatch character they put out that I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to know more about this guy. This guy seems cool. I, I like what he's doing. He's got to punch his way out of that jail cell. Yeah, no, it, it, it the character is really fun. Uh, I got a chance to play him a couple times on the PTR, and he, he is legit a lot of fun. What does he play like? He's a flanker. Like, he's really good at... He, he's kind of... He's, if I were to describe him using MMO terminology, sure. or not, sorry, MMO, uh, MOBA technology, sure. he's kind of like a bruiser. Like, he puts he's out damage. He's a little damage. bit of multiple things, yeah. Yeah, like, he, he's kind of tanky. Like, you're not going to tank a six-on-one. There's no fucking way. Uh, but, like, you can get in and out pretty quick. You can flank. You can kind of catch people off guard. And uh, for most people, he can, he can either one or two-shot most people. Like, My, most, of the, most of the cast. Say, so my understanding is people were talking about he may be a uh, counter to the dive meta of like people just bless, blitzing through your front line and going for your healer. He's really good at peeling. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's got stupid, like his stun is, is really good. Cause, so, just to give you an overview of his abilities, uh, his left click, which is his little rage attack, is this like shotgun he's got in his left hand. Each knuckle contains a round. But he doesn't reload it like you would a shotgun. It, it builds up a charge over time. 
So you fire off the four, and you have to wait for it to charge back up. Do you fire off all the shots at once, or is it like no. you got four shots? You got four shots. So one, two, three, four. But each one is a shotgun spread. So, it, and that's kind of nifty. Like, I like it. It's good for, like, that last bit of damage to finish people off. So it, it, it's nice. His right click is kind of his bread and butter right now. That's the one where you charge up, uh, and then you just kind of fly across the screen and punch something. But see, here's the thing. You punch a character, it stuns them by default. So anybody who's got abilities going through, especially like, let's say a Reaper starts to jump down and starts to do his uh, Death Blossom, you right-click him, he's stunned, he's immediately lost his ult. Oh, that's stun. Stun's yep. always a killer. Can stun. he stun through Reinhardt's shield? Well, that's the thing. His right-click goes through shields. Oh. That's, the, that's wow. the thing people don't seem to understand. Like, he goes through shields. So he, like... He basically fucks a lot of people over, especially with the shield stuff. Um, he does have some weird... Like, it, it works a little weird right now as far as his mechanics go. Like, I think somebody was doing some testing on it early on, but his right-click beats out the Reinhardt charge. Uh, it doesn't beat out Genji's uh, slash-through ability, but it, st like, it still does damage. Um, huh. He actually will hit... Like, he'll, like, if he punches a Zarya with a bubble, you'll... you'll You'll still knock, knock her back and stun her, uh, but she, uh, she, like, she'll still have the shield, but it'll go through. When most of the times when you use something with her shield up, it just gets absorbed. So it's got some weird penetration going on on it. Yeah, it's got some good, uh, some good mechanics as far as the penetration stuff goes. Um, so it does initial damage and a stun when you hit a character. Now, here's the thing. It, part of the stun is a knockback. If you were to knock back a character into the wall, they take another amount of damage. So there's this like what's you know, the cooldown like for the right click? A couple seconds, maybe like four or five seconds. Could uh, so you couldn't juggle someone with it? No, no. But see, that's the thing though. His other abilities complement his whole repertoire, so to speak. So this right click is the the the. I guess I'll call it like a bionic arm. If we're gonna use like a game, like you know, video game reference. If anybody knows Marvel three, you mean bionic no? commando. Well, Bionic Commando, but the ability that what that guy uses, Bionic Arm, it's just a flying like punch. That's all it is. Okay. So, uh, he's also got a shift, which is the rising uppercut. So, if there's a character on the ground, the rising uppercut will shoryuken them into the sky, so to speak. <laughs> so, the combo is kind of like, in theory, uh, right-click the charge, knock him to a wall, then shoryuken him out of the air or something? Something like that. Yeah, you can shoryuken them That's into the sky. Cool. And then his E is this, uh, they call it Seismic Slam, Seismic Slam. And he basically comes down and he attacks a cone effect. So whenever you're in the sky, the ability becomes active. So if you were to do something like, you know, the, the right click into a combo where they hit the wall, assuming they're still alive, you can rising uppercut, shotgun round, and then use the E as they're coming down to kind of hit a cone area. And that should usually finish off most of the cast as it is. Does he have a oh. suplex button? Uh, he does not have a suplex button, no. Contrary to popular belief. So, uh, and his ultimate is actually the first ultimate in the game that makes you invulnerable. Oh. Yeah, hmm. so when he pops his ultimate, he goes into the sky, and uh, he disappears. You cannot target him no matter what. And he will, there, there's two reticles. It, well, it's, a, it's a big circle, then the smaller reticle circle, and you basically choose where you want to land. But you can land anywhere on the map, really. That's the crazy part. So uh, the nice thing is anybody who's inside the smaller reticle 
is instigated. So GG, you're gone. It's all over now. But uh, so like if you were to get like a yeah, like if you were to get a Zarya bubble, you can take out the whole cast with one meteor strike, pretty much. Because it it doesn't do like it doesn't split damage. Everybody takes the same amount of crazy obscene damage from the meteor strike. Huh. So yeah, it's it's up there. He he's he's already gotten nerfed on the PTR. So that that's interesting. I don't like the nerf they gave him because. So one of the things you can do is if you have an ability charging and then you cancel it, you don't face a penalty for canceling it. So like if I were to charge my right click, like the 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 the, the punch, mm-hmm. if I were to cancel it, I should be able to just have it just fine. But if you right click and then cancel it, there's a four second cooldown added to your your charge, which I think is silly because you canceled it and didn't use it. So hmm. hopefully they change that back. Is that yeah. the same but for all characters or just him? Just him. Like if I were to hit E with like May and try to set up my wall, but I haven't actually dropped it, I can cancel that and then I don't get a cooldown. That almost it. sounds like a glitch and not a feature. No, that was that wasn't there before. They patched it recently and they added that. It feels like. Huh. So, uh, I definitely noticed it the other day because I was you know running around fisting people with uh, Doomfist. So, but well, other than that, like it's he he's definitely fun. I, I'd like to see how he shakes up the meta. But, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting to see because he can get around the map really quick, too. So, it's nice. Oh, and his passive. I forgot to tell you about his passive. The reason he's so tanky, or somewhat tanky. Every time he hits a character with one of his punch abilities, he gains, like, I think, 20 shield. So, you could potentially build up a, a, a mini shield from just punching people and hitting your attacks. So, if you keep the damage going, though, he keeps his shield up. Yeah, the shield keeps building. But it's a static amount. It's not like a, you know, depending on the damage you do. It's a static amount of shield that goes up. So, and it's just damage, not kill, though. Uh, yeah, just damage. All you have to do is hit a character with your right click, and it'll you'll get a shield. Right, that's what I'm saying, though. It's one of those things where it's like, you get the hit in, and you could, like, conceivably you could, like, uh, fight your way through a crowd as long as you were getting the right hits in. Hmm. Yeah, that's I'll, cool. I'll be I'll be honest. I I had a bit of a MOBA problem back in the day. I was playing Dota for a while, and um, and then I eventually uh, got into Heroes. But uh, Overwatch, I'm like, or Heroes was wasting or taking up so much of my time. I played Overwatch a few times, so I know what you guys are talking about. But yeah, I I had to take a MOBA break. Hmm. I too am is on MOBA break. <laughs> yeah. Just the guy going to the league champions. Right. Yeah, going to see live events and playing the game are very different monsters. And crack addicts are still crack addicts if they're still trolling the neighborhoods they used to score in. Do they have crack in the league? Well, okay, never mind. Maybe. Probably. Any more on... It's in Boston, not Lowell. Yeah, true. <laughs> Any more on Doomfist or nah? Uh, other than that, I like I look forward to seeing all the skins and everything they had. Now, here's the thing: they Terry Crews was rumored to be the voice. I'm of, so glad it's not Terry Crews in all honesty, and it's not. But I would not be surprised if there's a special like skin later on down the line that Terry has a Cruz. different voice pack, and that different voice pack will be Terry Crews's voice. Sure, that would be pretty amazing. I could see that coming. Like, there's no way they're not gonna, you know write the hype train to Terry Crews and then not do anything with it. That just kind of blows my mind that they would do that. 
So my guess is down the line, you will see a skin. It'll be one of those premium, super fancy skins for a limited time event. But it, uh, it, it'll be like a different voice pack skin as well, is my guess. There. So we'll see. But other than that, uh, last thing, I guess, uh, since we're still on the topic of Overwatch. Yes, yeah, Gussie, you want to do the World Cup stuff now? Yes. So the World Cup uh, matches for Overwatch are starting this weekend in China. And they'll be working this way as of now all the way to the finale, which will take place at BlizzCon in November. So That's cool. Yeah. This weekend, uh, the World Cup is starting off in China. So we'll see how it goes. It's going to be pretty fun. Uh, obviously, you won't have anything as far as how, the, how Doomfist will affect the meta this time around because he's not on the live. But sure. expect to you know, expect to see what the pros will do with Doomfist if they do anything at all with them. Uh, come... Pro Overwatch, do they play back a patch? Do you play what? No, they play the current patch. I they, think they play live. So if they release an update the day of a tournament, it's officially in the tournament. Uh, I don't. They don't usually do that before the tournaments, though. At least for Overwatch. Well, they also or, I, actually, never mind. Yeah, no, okay, that's cool. Yeah, and they haven't patched the game with any changes recently for a while. So anything that's active is kind of just, you know, there. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it looks. But um, for now, it pretty much is going to, you know, it's Doomfist. I want to see how he shakes it up. Uh, but other than that, it, it's he's fun. We'll see how it goes. Oh, and then, of course, if you're interested in Overwatch, uh, the pro tournament, again, World Cup starts this uh, this weekend. It'll be on yeah, worldcup.playoverwatch.com. Once so. again, we are not sponsored by Blizzard. <laughs> uh, I'm not, but I, I will openly admit I'm a fanboy of Blizzard. No! no. Oh, wow. And I have I've no fucking shame on that one. How so, about uh, Destiny? I think that was a general sentence. <laughs> Destiny's going to be in Battle.net. Uh, it's a topic of much contention. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, uh, we feel great about it. The issue is it comes out two months after Destiny Normal releases, and if they could put some cross-play, at least transfer of characters on the PS4 version, then it's not a problem anymore. Yeah, it doesn't... Oh, yeah. Uh, that would be, that'd be great. That'd be a smart move. I played Destiny on... Uh, Destiny 2 on a you know PC, and then I played it on a... A PS4, and there are very, very big differences. And the one sixty frames a second, when the other one's thirty. So right. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Moving on. I'm just. Uh, I'm a yeah. Destiny and Blizzard fanboy as well. Yeah. We now make up half the podcast temporarily for this week. For this week. I got nothing against Blizzard technically. <laughs> It's not like Nintendo. I don't remember ever saying that I hate Blizzard. <laughs> Gonna edit that to make Jeff say I hate Blizzard, so move on <laughs> I mean, that. You can. You can do that all you want. There's oh, always the products I do hate. <laughs> right? Like, oh, hey, Jeff, how's it going? I hate Blizzard. All right, thanks, Jeff, for that wonderful insight. <laughs> Just my Dude, normal greeting now. I a fucking t-shirt with those words on it. I'm not ashamed. Or, <laughs> I'm not afraid of that. <laughs> do you uh, hate Blizzard or evil Activision? Ooh. Fortunately, I don't have to deal with either. <laughs> Jeff plays like four games. <laughs> yeah. I deal with Atlas. Yeah. Oh. 
moving on from that to some Steam news. Um, we got two things out of them, or kind of one and a half. Not one's not directly related to them. They just got done banning forty thousand accounts courtesy of the VAC system. Oh yeah, a day after the summer sale went up. Yep. Yep. I personally that's love that, funny. but <laughs> that's funny. It's like a well, it's it, I guess that opposite version of the tactic Blizzard did a while ago. I know I brought it back to Blizzard, but oh like, yeah, that's right. So Blizzard let a bunch of people like well, they let it build up to like this huge blanket, and then they banned a fuck ton of people, and then like a week later. Like the game they banned a bunch of people from went on sale. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so on here it was just kind of a different version of it. But yeah, he uh, they they right after the Steam summer sale went off, just forty thousand accounts banned on Steam. I, I just love the fact that it's like, hey, we got your money now. Oh, and by the way, banned. Yep, it's like wait to the fall sale now, bitches. Yeah, and if I you have... want to buy it next time, uh, or if you want to buy it a week later, hey. <laughs> you can come I, back. I personally now want them to take the tactic of just selling in the Steam store, like the exploits. Like, mm -hmm. hey, you want to buy some cheat engine? Yeah, you know you want to. Oh, we see you bought cheat engine. That violates the user agreement. We're gonna have to Banned. ban you. How did you mm -hmm. know you you bought cheat engine? <laughs> we we sent you an email saying, hey, you bought cheat engine. <laughs> How's that aimbot you bought directly through us treating you? <laughs> oh, that'd make me so happy. Uh, the ultimate That's trolling. Beautifully evil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When companies start trolling you. And uh, the thing is, you, you, can, you can't give up Steam. Like, Has anyone ever like tried to boycott Steam? Yes, actually. And it's a growing movement after that whole um, green light stuff that the early access stuff, which is actually a great transition in some ways to our next little piece of news. Um, like, itch.io was gaining a lot of traction for the... Steam is no longer a good platform to, if you're making a new game, put it out on, because it just gets buried. So maybe it's not mm. necessarily boycotting, but people are starting to look into alternatives to oh, okay. Steam itself. Like, the reality is, like, we've all learned to live with Origin to a certain extent. We've all learned to live with Uplay. I, you guys mentioned Battle.net earlier. Like, that's still a thing. It's out there. Like, hell, I, I learned to deal with the Microsoft Store or the eShop thing. Yeah, GOGs are a growing force out there. Like, it's... You have more market diversity right now for ways to digitally buy PC games than you ever had, like, even five years ago, really. Like, it was Steam and, I don't know, Staples was selling PC games, too. Wow. Not digitally, but you could physically buy Amazon's them. got digital ones, too. Yeah. yeah. You didn't mention that one. Maybe not five, but, like, definitely in the last, like, couple iterations of technology, you didn't have a lot of options to buy PC stuff, and now you do have options, and they're all fairly legitimate. Like, maybe they're not your favorite, but I think it's... Not, I think, like, the issue most people have with, like, oh, it's not on Steam is they're used to having all their stuff in one location, where if you're not used to that already, it's like, oh, I'll, I'll bounce around. Who's going to be the best deal this week? Mm. Like, I think we've talked about how I want one program. I don't care if it's like, I don't want to store the games. I just want to be able to launch all my games from one program. Like, have it be on as many servers or services as possible because I want it cheap. But it's like, no, no, I want to have a list of, hey, here's what you have access to. 
I'll pop mm-hmm. open Steam so you can play that, or I'll pop open Origins, so we'll log you right in. Yeah, and it, uh, or what was it we were talking about initially, like a program that just manages all of your programs yes. like Steam? It's like a login that logs you into Origin, Battle.net, Steam, Amazon, yeah. GOG, etc. Exactly. Just plays WoW for you in the background, too. <laughs> oh, we see Does you... this program have a person attached to it that, like, uh, like, I really I'm logging in and there's just some person remoting into my computer and just turning on the programs for me manually? I. <laughs> That's kind of what that NVIDIA streaming stuff is, so. <laughs> hey, we're giving you a virtual PC to play your PC games on. That's not crazy or anything. Science, bitch. Yeah. Well, so the nice transition we squandered is... Remember Ark Survival? Yes, dinosaurs mm-hmm. and something. Uh, Yeah, mm. kind of that open-world survivor, MMO, dinosaur, make laser guns, rust, build up your economy, go from sticks with pointy ends to mecha game thing. So for, it's been in uh, early, um, early access for... Oh, is it five years now or something like that? A while. Let me get the exact number. Sorry, it launched in 2015, so close to three years now. But, so it's now, it's gearing up to officially move into actually released, like, hey, it's going to be an actual game. It's coming to the Xbox One and the PS4 as part of this whole thing. And the developers slash publishers slash guys behind it chose to take this game, still technically in early access, from $30 to $60 overnight. Mm. Old move. Uh, the argument they made was it's like pre-ordering at this point. Like, Yes, you can buy the game, but like they'd be missing on that sweet, sweet pre-order money if they weren't bumping it up to 60 because now that the game's almost actually out, it's Time to make it a full game price. So a game that's not worth $30 in the first place is now up to $60. Um, I've played some ARC. It's, there's an argument to be made for... I think it's still worth... Like, that, that game's a cool game if you're into that kind of thing. Like it's That game does a lot of things really interestingly. And I get it. Like you're losing for the Xbox 360 and the PS4. $60 feels fair. I guess the... But it's not... On PC still... It's still technically an early access, and it's not that the game's been fully released, it's just now higher priced. And this, so, how many games have you guys followed that have actually ever left early access? Hmm, I don't know, actually. It doesn't seem to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was kind of my reaction, too, and typically the the ones that do pull that off it's like, oh yeah, we were at thirty bucks. We'll stay at thirty bucks because the reality is, like, a good majority of the people that were going to play this already owned the game. So, why jack yeah. it up further and piss some people off? Yeah. I, it, I mean, honestly, if somebody just came out today and said Ark is sixty dollars now and it's a full game, I still wouldn't be playing it. Well, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. just you don't want to play Ark. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, I'm not already into Ark. Like, yeah. If you were. This is, they're jacking up the price without having finished the game. But if they had, like, finished the game and said, this is just a game you can buy now, it is full, it is complete. Like, 
how many people would be interested in that really like, i i think it's there's some so many people, people who just already have it who like it yeah i think the answer is some people will actually be very interested in that because like even i'm a little afraid of early access games like that that forest game we played was pretty yep. rough and that thing was like meaningfully better than lots of early access games are mm-hmm. that's fair like there, there's something fun about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is stupid successful right now, but you have people that are like, I don't play unfinished games, I'm not getting into this. Like, they're waiting for the full release of it, which makes complete sense, but at the same time, you're like, there's the community of people like Alex and me that are willing to play Player Unknown that Battlegrounds. That game is just fucking fun. Yeah, that game is great, and like, part of the part of the fun right now is the jank, but at the same time, <laughs> it's like, no, the jank should not be there. Yeah, I got, I yeah. got up to number two. I can't. I haven't hit number one. I don't have a gaming PC right now, though, but I I did get a chance to play it a few times, and yeah, I'm hyped. Yeah, like that game's what, like thirty bucks on Steam right now. Well worth it. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where it's like when that game actually launches, they're gonna have more maps and more of it ironed out. So full to retail release, sixty doesn't seem out of the cards. I think it's more mm. the fact that it hasn't left early access and it's still priced at the full release price because it's like, oh, it's pre-orders. No, pre-orders are early access, guys. Mm-hmm. You've been getting free beta testers or beta testers for years now. Actually, they paid for the they paid for the chance to be beta testers. Yeah, pretty much. That's just crazy. Well, I mean. Why, why put out a polished and complete product when you can just use patches to fix issues and release something on a, on a scheduled time, and then if it shit sucks, then uh, we'll just patch it later. Or just flat abandon it. See, No Man's yeah. Sky. Oh. I don't know about that one. Yeah, they... Too soon. Yeah. Uh, I'm... On a scale of one... Like, if we're measuring incompleteness... Are we measuring on a scale of Star Wars Battlefront to No Man's Sky? Which one feels more incomplete? <laughs> uh, so, here's the issue. Neither of those games are incomplete as far as I'm concerned. They're just bad games. Like, those games are complete games. They work fine. They work exactly as intended. The issue is the intent people thought those games had and the scope they had. Like, we can go into how poorly the scope and the ambition and the end goal of those games was communicated... But those games are not unfinished. They are done functioning games. They're just bad. So yeah, you just go explore planets and run into maybe a couple aliens and uh, a bunch of nothingness in the universe. That's, that's probably what would happen. Yeah, I, You might I, not even run into aliens. I, yes, that, that's kind of my point. It's one of those things where it's like that game does exactly what that game is supposed to do. I know we love ragging on No Man's Sky, but that game's accomplished exactly what the developers set out for it to do. They've added stuff to it. Like, so much of the controversy of that game was the developers not stopping people's crazy expectations, being like, oh, yeah, that's a thing I guess you could do. That might be in the game. Sure. <laughs> you can just keep saying yes if you want. Hmm. Yeah. New item? New item. Sure. All right. Yeah. 
moving on from that, uh, this one's a little less controversial, I suppose. Um, there's a new game streaming service called Jump that's entered into its closed beta. It will be out later on this summer. It's got a focus on indie titles. It's aiming to be the Netflix of games, kind of, or a Netflix of games. Isn't mm-hmm. that Gamefly? No, no. I think... Can you actually even rent discs from Netflix? Yes. Yeah. Still? It's just that There's some you... stuff that's partitioned off that you can only get via disc. Yep. At least there was last I checked. They could have uh. changed that and dropped it in the last, like, couple weeks. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but or can you elaborate on this? The Netflix of games. It's but a not streaming Gamefly? service. So you install an app on your computer, oh, okay. and it'll stream games. They're gonna launch with sixty titles. I don't have a list of the titles in front of me. About nine. It's nine ninety nine a month, so ten bucks a month to get full access to the catalog. It's mostly it, it's mostly indie games. No, it's gonna be super popular in the streaming community because people are gonna be able to stream odd odds and ends indie titles without having to pay full price for them. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this affects things like game reviews where you have Steam saying if you didn't pay full price for the game your opinion is slightly less valuable sure and then there's you got the game through a steaming for service mm-hmm. um, let's see what else hasn't, this, uh, hasn't there already and also been? I'm glad for this because this means they finally or that Nvidia crack idea might actually pan out Without Nvidia at the helm, apparently, because ten dollars an hour is ridiculous, or whatever obscene amount of money they wanted yeah. for it. And fifteen dollars a month for a game library is what we're looking for. It's just getting to that number. Now, to answer your question, Alex, I'm on Live and Gaikai and PlayStation Now are all kind of the same thing as this, mm-hmm. except for the fact that On Live is no longer around. I don't think Gaikai is either. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, and Xbox has a new streaming service. Not streaming. Not streaming. It's a subscription, uh, subscription to get access to da- you download it. Like, yeah, yeah, this thing can be done through your browser or through the app. Apparently. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Future is now. Whether it sucks or not is purely subjective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. David actually brought this one up, so I've added it to the list of things we're going to cover. I, uh, Astro Gaming has been acquired by Logitech. Astro Gaming are makers of fine headsets and stuff like that. I, for some reason, I thought Logitech already made headphones, so this kind of this makes sense. But also, I had the same question. Yeah, like, I mean, I remember using Logitech headphones myself, and. They seem pretty solid to me, but then I guess Astro is like, are they like high, high quality, like top tier headphones? Logitech uh, does make gaming headphones, for yeah. the record. But may- Just Google that. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's because of patents or... Um, Honestly, I mean, if I had to guess, they're probably trying to get their money because... Uh, or what was the first company's name again? Sorry, I'm a- exhausted as shit. Or Astro, Astro maybe Astro. makes better products. Astro's making maybe? Astro's making a huge in like the competitive esports scene because they're doing all kinds of like team related Astro products. Yeah. Um, oh. Astro's okay. visibility is huge uh, for brand recognition. So, so that's the question. You know, are they going to just keep it Astro or switch to Logitech? Like, but well, Logitech's already enormous. Well, so I guess to expand on this a little bit further. 
They've also been buying up some other companies. So SciTech, the guys that ironically make my joystick, got also got bought by Logitech recently. They're kind really? of gone. So remember, Mad Cats is kind of dead. They're implying that, uh, for the article I'm looking at, implies that Astro was owned by Skullcandy previously. Mm. And, oh. Yeah. It's been it, it seems like Logitech's making some moves to kind of absorb as much of the peripheral market as possible. They're kind of going after all of the stuff that Mad Cats left in its wake that's not Mad Cats related in theory. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm kind of waiting for them to start releasing uh, rock Cheap band accessories. Guitar Hero controllers, yeah. <laughs> guitar Hero controllers, period. Yeah. I guess that is the future of that. Yeah, and, and for the record, Logitech. <laughs> Bought this company from Skullcandy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eighty-five million dollars will yeah. uh, eighty get you a company. I don't know. If that feels like a lot or a little for a company. I, I have no idea anymore. Yeah. Eighty-five million is a lot. Yeah, it's joining the Logitech G brand of gaming peripherals. So. That's their game. That's yeah. their their like uh, flagship brand. Yeah. Yeah. Keyboards and Premiere thing. Yeah. Maybe Alex's mouse. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? But so, last but not least, we transition to our main topic this week. Uh, Evo 2017 is happening soon. Woo! Wow. This weekend! It's the issue with us doing it this way. By the time you're hearing this podcast, Evo 2017 already happened. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> there was no killer instinct. So it wasn't an Evo I bothered watching. Well, that's the thing, though. I don't know what I'm going to watch. Am I going to watch Overwatch? Or am I going to watch Evo? The list of Evo games this year is boring. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So, yeah. Compelling arguments, Mr. Alex. (laughs) No, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like... (sighs) Street Fighter Five last week. Yeah, I know. Street Fighter Five blows now. Like it's just been pretty bad overall compared to the other ones. Like I know it's mind think that everyone like everyone says that, but like there's a couple glaring issues that still aren't. You know, they're still there. Although it'll this is officially the last year of Marvel Three before next year they're gonna do uh, Marvel Skycom Infinite. Uh, yeah, who cares great. about that though at this point? Like uh, that meta is so unbelievably stale. Like I'm pretty sure I could just broadcast previous year's fights and people will be like, oh shit, this is new Evo footage. Well, see, no, that's the <laughs> thing. The meta didn't win last year's Evo. Oh, no, no, the year before. that Two years ago, the meta didn't win, and the meta's been strong for a long I've, time. I'm, I'm not saying I'd be a perfect one-to-one, but like I could just stream autoplay of Virgil, Dante, like Magneto and Sentinel mashups, and people would be like, oh shit, Evo! Well, that's the crazy thing. None of those characters, as far as I know, have won in Evo. Really? Yeah. Like, okay, so the year Justin Wong won, he runs, uh, well, he runs a Wolverine Storm Akuma team. Mm. That was his That was his team. Uh, two years ago, I believe it was when we had uh, uh, the guy from Chile play. Yeah, he Hulk. runs, yeah, he runs a Hulk, uh, who's it, uh, the ma- I can't remember his name, the mayor of Earth, whatever they call him. But, yeah, he's from, uh, isn't he from, like, Streets of Rage or something like that? Are you talking about Mike Hagger? Yeah, yeah. So, like, a Hulk Haggard Sentinel team. 
nowhere in the meta. There's only one guy I know who plays that fucking team, and that's that guy. And then last year was one of the first years you actually had like a quote unquote meta win, and it was I think Chris G with uh, what was it uh, Morgan? Actually, well I take it back. A Virgil did win it. Last <laughs> year. Yeah, because he runs Morgan, uh, Morgan Virgil, and there's one more. I can't remember who runs the other one on his setup, but yeah, like but all like the zero may die teams. I've never seen a zero may die win an Evo. So, sure. I yeah. uh, we'll definitely talk more about Evo next week when it's actually news. I because yeah, it'll probably be the main topic next week because I do typically watch Evo. But yeah, the the one thing that I am looking forward to for the Evo though, oddly enough, in the Street Fighter is if we're actually going to have an American take Street Fighter this year because it's there's a guy who's been coming up on the scene, young guy, and he's been rocking Japanese and American players alike. Like he's stupid good. So, he's definitely the guy to keep an eye on this year. And it's great because he's entertaining because he'll, like, teabag opponents and piss people off and get fucked with their heads. Wow. Kind of thing. Hmm. So, disrespect. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Like, the, American, the Americans, oddly enough, look strong this year. I'll probably watch the Tekken 7 stuff because Tekken 7 is awesome. Yeah. Oh, Tekken 7 is hype as hell. Yeah. So... What? Other than that, yeah, Evo. Oh, and there's gonna be a side tournament for the Dragon Ball Fighter Z game. So side tournaments aren't ad, aren't don't matter. They're gonna stream it somewhere, which yes, is what I'm looking somewhere. forward to. <laughs> Deep dark corners of the internet. Welcome yeah. to Nikolai Tracks, who presents Evo. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Twitchy, you know, the Russian Twitch. <laughs> Totally not the same thing with the uh, war of uh, tanks or tank, tank versus, you know what I mean? All the oh, Russians. yeah, the tank game. Tank the versus tank game. not tank. World the, of tanks. Uh, the Eastern Europeans <laughs> love their tanks. Yes. Silence. Um, world of tanks. Yeah. Yeah. That's world it. Of battleships yeah. and go. world of planes, because you know we can't put all these types of vehicles in one game. World of that flying fucking tanks. Aerial tank combat. I would play a game called World of Flying Fucking Tanks. That yeah, game sounds combat. bitchin'. Uh, I destroy your tank. When do I start getting just other modes of transportation? Like, you know, uh, World of Skateboards or some shit? <laughs> and, uh, wor- world of Vespas? I would play the shit out of I'd, War of Vespas. I'd, I'd play a Vespa. <laughs> Vespa like, Everybody wields a goddamn Rickenbacker. F- FPS game? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. You know what? New Mario Kart, I want you guys to add Vespas. All You're in the Vespa current match. one, I think. Basically. Oh. Well, then, good. I got what I wanted. Thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> I, I, I got what I wanted. Instant I gratification, because I didn't know. <laughs> I want the Vespa. best kind. Vespa Perfect. That's a, that's a, make that case. Uh, I see you've played Grand Theft Auto online. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely uh. a thing. We, you know, we, we brought up Nikolai Tracksuit a few times. I think we should fill in our guest on who nope, that's and not how what... this podcast works. If he wants to do a look at okay. Nikolai Tracksuit, he can go back and find the lore. <laughs> yep. He gets brought up enough, he should have an idea of it by now. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty right. sure you've, cu- if you've caught on by now. <laughs> uh, he, uh, if, uh, he's uh, obviously Slavic. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He's everyone's favorite Russian. He's a legitimate yeah, businessman. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'll check him out. 
but yeah, that's that's uh, as far as Evo, that's it. So I guess moving into our main topic, um, some, there was some pretty big news out of TennoCon that happened over the weekend, and that 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 game is basically getting a open world mode. They're taking the, the developers even joked about how that game's kind of historically been kind of a mat, uh, not a mat, a rat through a maze kind of feeling to it, and they've now added kind of a Destiny patrol level open world, like it's with a town that you can like go to, and it's open for all players, and it's got they imply it's got both high and low level content time of day mm-hmm. cycle there's events that happen there's enemy villages there it's they're fully embracing kind of the idea of an open world in the warframe mechanics which are a fantastic set of mechanics remaining intact like it's it it's not that the mechanics that work it's never was implemented in this kind of weird, uh, large expansive thing like you can now summon your jetpack system in to be your vehicle to get around and as as kind of avid or whatever you want to call it, followers or something like the studios can attest to, we've had a mm. weird relationship over the years with Warframe. Like, I have both praised and bashed that game super hard in videos we've done, and kind of watched that game evolve from what like, my exposure was with the PS4, which was a fairly shitty free-to-play game that had really cool gameplay, to what it is now, which is a game I genuinely enjoy playing, and wished had an open world thing. When they announced the open world stuff, I was watching the video going, oh shit, these guys just stepped up to the play. Like they're, they are now kind of in the same ballpark as a Destiny, as the Division, maybe even World of Warcraft to a lesser extent, but they're now, hey, do you like to explore? We put that in our game finally, and you know, we have some real solid second-to-second gameplay stuff going on. That led me to the idea for the topic this week of kind of games that have evolved over time. Like, in time, limit the scope. It's not about sequels. It's not about kind of iterations in a franchise. It's a game that they've chosen to support continually. There's no Warframe 2. Like, the jump from Destiny to Destiny the Taken King isn't, it's the same game they managed to fix a bunch of the problems and in some ways have a totally new game you can play as a result of that. So, let's dig into it. Right, and I lucked out. I didn't start Destiny until year two, so I just have friends telling me these horror stories. Oh, you sweet summer child. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's kind of upsetting when games, you know, they start off kind of shitty, but you like the premise and you want to stay loyal to them, but then you're like, well, there are, are so many other games out there, and then you end up, you know, forgetting about it, and then they make it really good, and you're like, well, should I go back? Should I not go back? Like... Well, so I got a couple examples of games that evolved nicely over time. Um, I, to avoid from hogging this whole thing, so I came up with the idea. Who else has got one? Say, so, do you want me to go? Yeah, go for it. So, was or to me, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, uh, because this was Charlie's idea, and that. One of the things to elaborate on is that when we talk evolving game, it's a game that evolved within itself and that only it changed, not necessarily a series that changed over a franchise. Like, you know, the difference between Doom 3 and New Doom isn't really what would count. It's about evolution within a single game. Yeah, those are totally different games. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yes. Um. So to me, it's been a lot of competitive gaming I have found like the games that have been built around seasons and whatnot, you'll have a lot of these changes where sometimes it'll be, you know, these changes are so significant to the game that the skill set you were previously using to play it 
may not apply. Whether that be in like a game like League of Legends, like, oh, were you good at playing a tank and peeling? Well, that's great. Now you need to be fast at clicking because damage is important. Or um, a lot in the RTS world where you have a game like StarCraft where they made the transition when they made the Protoss expansion that you now have more starting units. And in uh, RTS's early game, I personally think determines the meta that that game is going to have. Um, the example I like to give is if you talk about Age of Empires, the or the tier one building, the uh, town, you can pull all the uh, workers into it, and they can defend against even a sizable army. They can shoot arrows in from the building, right? And then you can yeah. repair it at the same time. So if you're a decent player, you know you micro the units. Yeah, it's inevitable. Exactly. So it winds up being a game where playing defensively is very rewarded. Like, if you spend more of your time setting up resource uh, collection and uh, just, like, digging in like a tick, you're going to be rewarded much more than a player who spends all of his early money on an army and marches it over. The army's just going right. to get fucking obliterated. And, and then mm. Age of Empires has, what, like, five or six resources you can get versus starcraft i mean starcraft you can you have to make sure you can defend against the early rush like the six pool zerglings but they've only got minerals and gas yep you know so um and the trade-off at least with the six pool is a well microed army of drones or as scvs or whatever they're called or probes can kill a six pool it needs to be done correctly, but it can work. Um, and the player that's six-pooled usually has already tanked their own economy right? Uh, to pull it off. But there is an early game, so something like, oh, I'm just not going to invest in an army early, you'll get wiped. So it, it completely changes how the early game, whether the decisions you have to make are just completely different. Mm -hmm. um, and as you go between things like the release of the uh, Protoss patch, you see these huge evolutions in the game where now they have even more starting units and they're trying to expedite the game. And that totally changes everything again. Like, you know, what minute do I start going for gas? Oh, I have enough units to start the game going for gas. We're getting into higher tech earlier. Mm. Do I go flying and try and just fuck with my opponent's, uh, what's it called? Their, uh, mineral line. Yeah. Their mineral line. Like, the decision-making you can start making totally changed over the course of StarCraft II. Um, and not in a bad so way, I think too. Like it added fresh life to the game as opposed to people being like, man, fuck this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, um, I, I, uh, I, was, I was Master League in StarCraft when I did play. I haven't played. Oh, shite. Yeah, I, I haven't played. Man, it I'm in. talking out of my ass. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, though. I just... Um, I haven't played in a while. My uh, laptop crashed a while, a little while ago, so the work MacBook doesn't cut it. So I'm waiting to buy a new gaming computer. Then I'll get back into StarCraft. Wow. They just don't make Man, StarCraft I... for consoles like they used to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on, I remember uh, StarCraft 64. It was terrible. I played a Command & Conquer on Sega Saturn. Also terrible. Yeah. Wait, there was a Command and Conquer on Sega Saturn. Yeah. Oh God, why? Yeah. Money. I, I don't. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I, my parents bought it for me. 
I'm losing the thread some, though. We yeah. do not need to talk about right. terrible ways to play RTSs. So uh, <laughs> I guess kind of building off that, because it's a natural transition from one to the other, MOBAs have also done a pretty good job of kind of, what's the right word for evolving over time. Like, it's it's interesting, like, the Dota one is specifically where, like, the patches that come out, the major ones, it's like, well, the game is now totally different. Congratulations. Relearn everything you know. We changed nothing on the map, but it's all now completely different. Yeah. Pick up a whole mm. new cast of characters. Yep. You're not following League as closely these days, Jeff, so like, has it just been a slowdown what they've been doing to the game, or other stuff has kind of pulled your interest? They've settled on the meta a little bit more than they did previously, because there's some things that they like with the meta, which is they like, they're trying to move towards every role can carry a little bit, but they're Ugh. trying to keep that balanced, whereas I'm a firm believer, or I always liked much more of like a certain roles are better at supporting and um that forces teamwork to be op more than individual skill but people want individual skill to be more important um so the meta has been a little bit stale or at the very least the jungle meta has been stale the other roles have shifted a ton um because of that as a proud jungler i've paid less attention to it <laughs> No, that's interesting, because um, for a long the, time... The other roles move a lot more. Yeah, for a long time, they were the ideal one you'd point to, of, like, this is how you evolve a game. Like, I, we started talking yeah. about Destiny, or I mentioned Destiny. Like, Destiny, from year one to year two, is almost a total... Like, you could talk about year one of Destiny basically being the beta for Destiny, the actual mm -hmm. beta, and Taken King being, hey, the game's actually out now, because, mm -hmm. well, the mechanics of that game do not change for the most part. Just the that's a totally different game. Like they did everything in their power to fix the shortcomings of year one without releasing Destiny Two. Just did, and it shows. Like it's one of these things where, I, as someone who played way too much of that game in year one, that thing dropped, and I'm like, man, people got it easy now. Like fuck all you <laughs> new players. Yeah. you don't know what real yeah. Destiny is. Yeah, this is so I think much a better. Let's <laughs> say. The, the league thing, I think a lot of it boils down to this year their focus was 80 carries. Yeah. And the 80 carry patch wasn't very appreciated. Oh. Um, it, they tried to do a lot, and they wound up not being as successful as they wanted to be. Um, and it's just the patch didn't work out. They may have fixed it since then, but I didn't. I haven't been following their patch-to-patch -patch updates as regularly. Sure. Mm -hmm. No, I... Hmm. Sorry. I what didn't mean about... to cut off your desk. No, no, I not much to talk about besides that of that. Every Taken taught as a spoiled summer child doesn't know how good they have it. And I don't have a good name for the Rise of Iron Tykes. Took me, uh, took me about, <laughs> yeah, you know, I still got some experience fighting Axis. It took, it took me like 15 hours to beat him the first time. I was way under leveled, but I think I was tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. What about games that evolved like, in ways that, <laughs> no, in, in ways that people didn't like? Okay, so I figured we'd talk about WoW and the positive yeah, and the negative to be transitioned. Absolutely. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not actually, I'm not even going to bring up WoW in this situation. I Fair. was going to tell you a little story about... Hey, I can think of a game. <laughs> I, I was going to bring up, yeah. Team Fortress 2? No. Yeah. Well, that too. That's what but... I was thinking. So yeah, we'll, like... We want to do negative for a little bit? Yeah. Let's, do let's negative. be negative. Let's go negative. Why not? But we're good okay. at. So, What's our therapists have to say about this? <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes it can be cathartic uh, to uh, talk about each other's. Uh, Isn't that the negativity. problem? 
<laughs> well, we have to be critical, otherwise the gaming companies will not make good games. They're gonna just if we keep buying garbage, it's like movie now, now you're now you're moving into a realm where I can start arguing that this is our civic duty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So games that evolve negatively. So let me tell you a little story about a company called SOE. <laughs> oh, God damn it. But I'm not bringing up the game you think I'm going to bring up. I mean, you could bring up any SOE title in this story still the same. So, <laughs> a long time ago, in an MMO far, far away... EverQuest or Enter the Matrix, which one? No, actually, it was uh, Star it was, uh, Wars. Knights of the, I say Knights oh. of the Old Republic. <laughs> not no, not no. Knights of the Old Republic. Or there was a it Star, Star Wars, Wars game. Or... Yeah, the Star Wars Online. What was it called? Star Wars um, something. Um, SOE. Let me see. Hold on. Let me look it up. I, I know sure. it's somewhere, but. Star Wars Online? But, uh, Star, Star Wars, Wars Galaxy. Galaxy. Star Wars Galaxy. Oh. So, when that game first came out, they had a lot of really interesting mechanics and a bunch of cool shit. They you couldn't did. select Jedi in the first day. You can't. You couldn't be a Jedi on the first day. Day one release, you could not be a Jedi. So. Here's the thing, every character, and it was very random for each character, but in order for you to become Force-sensitive, you had to find out which combinations of, like, tr like uh, trades and class stuff, specifically for your character, would, would make you Force-sensitive. So people would, like, change their trades and all this other stuff over and over. It took months before the first guy ever figured out his combination properly and became Force-sensitive. <laughs> like, there, my understanding is there's, like, 21... Or some odd number of like trees you need to go down, yes. uh -huh. and some combination, some random unseeable combination of three of them allows you to start getting towards being a Jedi. Yes. So you wind up just grinding out all of them, and like yes. running into a Jedi is like finding a unicorn. Like it was a rare thing to aspire. To. It was like level yes. sixties in the early days of WoW. There just weren't any. <laughs> yeah, like it, it. And the thing was, like, there was a guy. Like I remember hearing the story about a guy who. First unlocked his Jedi, like, Force sensitivity, and then began a whole quest series to become a Jedi. And then once you become a Jedi in that game, you were immediately flagged to every other player in the game for PvP. Like, you were marked. Ah, wow. That said, you could, t like, 1v10 without even having to, like, take a mm -hmm. potion. Yeah, no, that's the thing, though. Jedis were stupid good. So you could you could take on a bunch of people, so to speak. You like, basically became a demigod. Yeah. Which, if you were to actually extrapolate that universe, they pretty much are. <laughs> yeah. So, this game, like, despite its very interesting and crazy mechanics, people loved. I could not hear enough about people how much they enjoyed Star Wars Galaxies and the way it was set up. And then, SOE came by, like, the Emperor himself, and decreed that that game's combat and mechanics needed to evolve. And oh, did it evolve. They changed the entire uh, combat mechanic setup and skill trees and everything else where you could be a Jedi at level one. And yep, everything was super fucking gimped. Didn't they also do an entire server reset to complement all this? Something like that. They like uh, set everyone back to zero or something. <laughs> That's, That's the real nice community you got there. It'd be a shame yeah. if something yeah. happened to it. So SOE is a bit of a like 
textbook example on what not to do with game franchises. Except shut down Matrix Online. That's a good choice. Fuck up for that, okay? I'll get to that eventually. But that didn't evolve, it just ended. There's no evolution there. That's no, there was. There was actually an evolution in the game mechanics in that game. Which I'll get into. But um But yeah, so SOE came out with the combat upgrade, they called it. And it was absolute shit. So much shit that while the game was still live, some guys said, fuck this game, kept the source code for the original game, and continued to update and run their own server. Which, by the way, to this day, is still live. And people like. Yes, like the super grindy, crazy Star Wars galaxies before the combat upgrade. So... If we were given an example of a company that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing to evolve their game, SOE, when they were around, is that company. So, that was a case of when the game evolving turned into absolute shit. So, it's nice to hear stories like with Destiny where they fix things and things get better, but, you know, there is the opposite side of the spectrum where things just take a shit. And boy, SOE was good at taking shits. Let me tell you that. <laughs> While you're riled on this topic, you want to do Matrix Online quickly? Uh, don't even get me started on Matrix Online. Well, no. Okay. So, uh, just to, to fill in our, 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 uh, our new person, our guest here. Uh, I think you can guess. I've heard, of so, the, I've heard of that game. Yeah, that's the thing. Most <laughs> people have heard of it, didn't know it actually existed. Like, that's the thing. So... You create a character, there are three factions and whatnot, but uh, the original game was kind of clanky, like, just kind of, it was really weird, the way it was set up. Is, like, is Neo an NPC? Uh, Neo wasn't kind actually of. in the game. Oh. Kind of thing. Oh, he like, was in the game. Neo, no. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't! Yes, he, he was. The game takes place act after the fucking events of the last Matrix film. You can find him in the game. Unless you talk about fragments of his RSI, then I guess. That's in the game. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he's a floating digital code body. That's all Just saying. Okay, so a long time ago, like the, the, the combat system for that back in the day was really clanky. Like It didn't have tab-based combat like you do it with... It had like uh, tiles. Well, not even tiles. There was this system they had called Interlock, where you would be in a one-on-one combat situation with someone else. But people from the outside could affect your combat. So it was really weird because you were locked into combat and you couldn't just escape. So once you were interlocked, you were in a duel, so to speak. So, like, imagine world PvP, but if you're stuck in a duel, you can't escape the duel while the PvP is happening all around you and still hurting you. (laughs) Uh. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing I did like about that system was you could basically make your own class up. They had trees where you had a certain number of points you could go down. To make your class, and there was some pretty cool shit like invisible hackers that were basically invisible mages. Yeah, stealth bomber mages, stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, so halfway through this whole fuck up that they did with this game, uh, they decided to do a. What are they? they we called it CR2, even though it was the first combat revision. Um, and they changed a lot of the mechanics, and stuff got really broken. But since that dev team had a total of three devs working on it, and then cut to two. And then cut to one guy, and that one dev was actually the story guy. Nothing ever happened, as far as balancing goes after that. So, another example of when you, when, when evolving your game goes wrong. <laughs> and then they eventually shut it down and broke my heart. So, 
How about World of Warcraft going so uh, user-friendly? Because I, I played up until Wrath of the Lich King, huh. and it's just, it's like, from what I hear now, is like, well, you can get a mount at level 20. Like, in the first, you know, when I was raiding Molten Core, like, I had to save up, like, the 80 gold. good old days. Just, just grind <laughs> and sell shit on the auction house to get my freaking raptor. As a troll, and back when it meant something to yeah. have raid gear, and now these damn yeah. kids, these these entitled, get off my lawn, yeah, get off my lawn. Like you're not even playing the same game. Like I, <laughs> anyone who complains about the current state of grind in World of Warcraft needs to get their ass in a time machine and go back and experience what that game was like. Because you could kill a lot of zebras, okay. didn't have hooves apparently. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a hard. <laughs> one percent or something crazy drop or i had you know i had to kill these I, I i got so excited when i found a purple when it was it was off a random guy and it was like you know how many of these it was a world drop and i'm like oh man and then they made purples really easy to get then yeah. the pvp came in did the and... burning crusade hurt you where all your awesome gear was immediately replaced by whites and yellows Oh, sorry, whites and greens. The moment you step through that portal, because it, it did wasn't that replaced by whites for sure. It was, it was totally greens. greens. No, a couple of the whites were better than gear you no had for high end. No way. Yes. There was, a lot of the gear is basically stat sticks. There's no way you would get a white with no, with no stats be better than what you had on. Stat stick. Uh, damage <laughs> was the. That's how good. That's how big the damage difference was. No way. Yes way. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, if I went from full tier to. Yeah. And, then I was and they so rained was... from the sky like a drunk idiot. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there is that. But, um, I mean, like, the game has definitely evolved WoW. And as our resident WoW guy, I will say, like, anybody who... There's a lot of people who romanticize vanilla. Oh, no. And well, I guess... vanilla, vanilla was terrible. I think all the improvements they've made are good. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't change the fact that it's like I'm gonna still be crotchety and old and be like I played the real world of Warcraft, not this Warcraft light shit. Mm -hmm. Well, you can still go and play the real world of Warcraft. There's some dudes who maintain a vanilla server again. I ain't doing that. That's too much effort. Yeah, well, there you go. I'm not gonna but, spend um... effort to put more effort into playing a video game. Yeah, but like I mean, they've done a lot of quality of life changes, and I think we're. We're, we're, we're kind of necessary and needed, but, I mean, at the same time, there was a cost. Like, yeah. one, of the, one of the biggest features, I think, that really changed the whole atmosphere of WoW was the introduction of the looking for group uh, function. Or, you know, queuing up for dungeons kind of thing. Like, back in the day, you had to go and trade, form up a group from trade, fly over to the, or, you know, ride your way over to the dungeon... We don't Summon. need full details. That's though, like Des Destiny never had, never even had that. Never get it for Destiny too. Now, well, yeah, now we'll have it. But yeah, yeah, yeah it used to be. It, it was tough to find people. And no, I think um, WoW has been kind of the pinnacle of good evolution over time. Like, I, all jokes aside about the new versus old versions of it, that game compared to what it used to be is pretty unrecognizable. Like, literally, they mm -hmm. changed the graphics at one point. Yeah, well, they've upgraded the textures as far as the world environment yeah. goes, and then they just recently finished all the upgrades for the actual uh, models. So, yeah, good stuff. So that was good. Yeah, I, I guess overall, yeah, I'm I'm bitter, but it's a it's an upgrade. 
You want to close this out being salty about TF2, Jeff? Sure. So Team Fortress fucking 2. Yeah. So here is how to, like, squeeze the shit out of a game and ruin it. So Reverse evolution. Yeah, <laughs> reverse evolution. So Team Fortress 2 is an amazing, cheap little project that came in the orange box or independently if you got screwed, honestly. Um, that eventually went free to play and started out as an amazing, well-balanced game where any class could honestly carry a game if played really well and was a ton of fun. Except Medic. Medic and had bad kill. Medic you probably wouldn't kill, but every team fucking needed one. Yeah. Um, if not more. And they just started adding items to the game with no regards to balancing and very quickly just destabilize the game. And their solution to this was to just keep adding items to the game until it just became this complete fucking mess. <laughs> and the icing on that cake and probably the driving force is they added hats to the game. Hats Aesthetic initially were fine. Which initially, yeah, they were fine. But it's their pay scheme was loot crates would have would randomly drop. You needed keys, which were purchased with real-world currency, to open them. And because this also drove item picks and shit, as well as, like, the uh, hats thing, they just started adding more and more items to the game. And if they had literally just left the game the way it was and added hats and said, you need to give us money if you want hats, that would have been totally fucking cool. Yeah, initially I thought the whole idea of the extra weapons was interesting. But then they had stats on them, and the stats never made a lot of sense. It was like, oh, this has extra damage against the character's back. It's like, huh? Unless it's the knife, yeah. fuck yourself. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and you're talking about the back burner, yep. the pyro gun. Um, And, like, just once they started, they completely destroyed the identity of a lot of the characters. I know Alex liked the Demo Knight, but at the end of the, di- end of the day, the Demo Knights did nothing demolition. Like, that no, character, not at all. <laughs> that didn't... They completely changed the way that guy played. He didn't even have a fucking gun. Um, like, they just really, really absolutely destroyed that game, and it became unfun, and uh, I stopped playing it a long fucking time ago. Yeah, the fact it's still around in the way it is surprises me. Supposedly it's even got a competitive scene. Yeah, I've they, well past oh. that going. They've started to try to build up a competitive scene ever since they've seen the success of Overwatch, it feels like. And well, it, just... it was always there. It was just very, like, off to the side and not really supported by Valve. Mm. Like, people have always tried to do... Fi- or 5v5 as a format always existed, but you needed to, like, go to a website and find teammates. And, like, they started having websites that, like, you'd throw your name in a pool and then it would randomly put you up with allies. It was basically, like... What League of Legends solo queue was, except for run by the community. Yeah, it was mm. kind of like early days of Counter Strike, where it's like, well, I guess my team just sucks this game. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like your fancy CS Go. Yeah, yeah, I only played TF2 a couple times. Just wasn't really my game. More of an RTS guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Any more games we want to talk about before we move into the listener mail? Mm, no, I think we're good. Are we? 
So yep. I'll just mention like offhandedly that Ruby Grim Eclipse started as one game and ended as a fucking another one. Yeah. But that's all I want to say about I it. Think I don't the old need game a... was better. Uh I kinda do too. Yeah. Um But yeah, that that's literally all that needs to be said on that one. Mm-hmm. Can move on. Well, so that means it's time for listener mail. Yes. Jeff, if someone wanted to send us in an email, how or if someone wanted to contact us for the segment, how would they do it? Well, first you have to become a YouTube sensation on another channel like Press Pause Gaming. And then you need to somehow reach out to us in a way that gets you on our podcast. And then once you're here and apparently in Charlie's apartment, you can actually ask and tell Charlie exactly what you want your letter to be. Or much easier, you can contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Sorry, I, I missed my cue. Alex, what's that email again? Oh, that is uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spelled as it sounds, down in the show notes, I check it. We got emails this week, so uh, we're going to yes. start off with what's very near and dear to my heart, which just reads, Alex. Did you ever actually duel the realist of Kevin Smith's? It's been over a month since it was last mentioned. I have yet to see footage of it reach the YouTube page. What gives? Well, very simple. The realist Kevin Smith never showed up, being the coward that he is. You didn't chase him down? I believe I the exact the words Alex used were, that pudgy bitch. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, the realist Kevin Smith 6969XX was told on the podcast the date and time I'd be available. I was up 36 hours waiting for him to show up. <laughs> not 36. 31 hours. 31. And the, uh, the bitch didn't show. So, by default, the two greatest words in the English language, I win. Are you a bureaucrat? <laughs> no. Oh, please tell me you've watched that Simpsons episode. I've seen that Futurama episode. You are technically correct, Mr. Conrad, which is the best kind. (laughs) So, yeah, he didn't show up. So, I win. uh, Victor by default, I guess, by this measure. Yep. There you go. Thank you, Anonymous. Uh, (laughs) If you don't sign, I read you as Anonymous. First name withheld, last name withheld. Yep. Well, so moving on from that, hey, Wicked Awesome cast. With all the talk about PlayerUnknown's Battleground, I was wondering what your thoughts on the whole concept of early access is. It seems like the games spend months, if not years, in early access while some breeze through the process. So I ask you, should there be a time limit on early access games? Should a game be delisted if it goes past a certain time span? Is early access losing its meaning just like Beta and Alpha have? Sincerely, Josh was waiting for DayZ to actually release. That's uh, an interesting question. I mean, we covered that in uh, some of the stuff. We touched on it. I'm glad I saved this from last week because it's relevant this week kind of um yeah it up it kind of ups it upsets me that you know if i mean it's a lot more flexible for the game developers to um have early access option because they can kind of realize you know they don't have to rush games like they may have had to in the past but before you know a game comes out and it's out that's it you can't make any changes so uh, I don't know. I don't really have a strong opinion if it's good or bad, but I, again, I think we should hold them accountable for uh, good quality. 
I yeah, just I want them to let me effing know if they're going to stop. Where if it'll be like a game that's like, yeah, it's been early access for two years and the devs completely fuck off. I want them to let me know as opposed yeah. to just pittering off. I, so here's the thing. I don't think there should be a time limit on early access. I think there should be a certain point where, like, with this whole, uh, you can't increase the price ever. Like, if, if it spends more than a year in early access, whatever the early access price is, is now the price it is forever. Mm. It can go down. It can't go up. Because mm. at that point, you have a community. You have, like, you basically have, like, all the perks of a real game without the game ever being released. At that point, I think that's kind of scummy. I, I don't know, maybe it's longer than a year, but I think there's a certain level of like, no, no, you cannot you cannot jack the price up on this platform because it's, you've been treating it like a real game forever now. Hmm. Yeah. I also think there should be a delisting thing for early access. Like, if it... If it doesn't get updated enough time, it does get delisted, so you can't keep making money off a dead game. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our listeners got some good ideas. Yeah. Moving on from... Their name is Josh? Yep. Thank you for your letter, Josh. Moving on to another one. Just how many concerts does Charlie see in a year? Last week, while Charlie was recalling his time at the Rammstein concert, I realized that Charlie seems to attend a surprising number of concerts. In the last month, he has been to two shows, and I think there was an episode where Charlie flew across the country to see a concert with Jeff, and then flew yep. back or something like that. <laughs> to see another concert of the same band. Yes. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> Continuing, I myself have never been to a concert, but it seems like Charlie goes to a significantly high number of shows <laughs> than the average person. Is this true? Has this always been the case? <laughs> On a side note, I will be attending my first concert in September, and while I suspect it will not feature any exploding top hats, and it is in no way a metal <laughs> show, I was wondering if the seasoned concert-going veterans of the Wicked Awesome cast had any pro tips they could pass along, Jack. <laughs> uh, sure. So, answering the question of does Charlie go to more... Concerts than the average duck? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Um, Always have. That said, highly recommend if you are, as a person who has, like, been to a fair number of shows, I always try to go out and see bands that I want to see before I die because they die sooner than I do. Yes. Typically. Um, I've had a couple of bands throughout my life that's like, I'd love to go see them, and the lead singer passed away. Like, for reference... Well, that's a problem. Like, for reference, there's something coming up in November, I want to say, where it's OzFest and NotFest are splitting a weekend, and while neither one features enough bands I care about for me to go to one or the other, the two by their powers combined, I'm like, that's worth checking out. The rest of it I could not give a flying fuck about. But hey, there's like six bands that make up a cool show. Mm. Yep. Like um, I will up like Dragon Force is a good example too from this previous weekend where I saw Dragon Force. I specifically timed it so I skipped all of the openers. Mm -hmm. have, but yes, I've seen a lot more concerts than the average person. Yeah. As for concert going advice, move or vertical motion is impossible. Angled and horizontal motion is easy. Yeah. Um, people stand shoulder to shoulder. You can move 
horizontally across a crowd in order to move up in it. They'll never let you walk directly forward. Um, and that is useful both for moving forward or for if you're f feeling overwhelmed and you need to get out of somewhere. Um, try and move to or move horizontally. Um, if that makes any sense, that is the way to move within a large crowd. I have no idea what the size of what you're going to see is, but like when I saw Slipknot at the Saugus Arena in Lowell, and it's you're literally down in a hockey rink, and it's just you know four thousand people in a giant general admission pit together. You have to move between people. Yeah. Um. Kind of building other up. things. Kind of building up that too. If you're not comfortable fighting your way through a crowd of people, don't get yourself stuck in a situation where you're going to have to fight your way through a group of people. Like, the number of people I've run into in, like, the front row areas where it's like, I'm trapped here and I need to go to the bathroom is shockingly high occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, that little, like, you know, know your limits. Like, don't... Or... If you don't think you're going to be comfortable holding 500 people's weight against your back, you probably shouldn't be against the cattle guard. Um, it's going to sound counterintuitive. Don't drink at concerts. Or, like, drink a little bit, but don't get drunk. Yeah. It's just kind of sad. I've also gone with, now people are welcome to disagree with me on this one. When I die, or as I go throughout the years of my life, my memories of these shows are the going to going to be all I have left of them, really. And I do not want a single fucking thing ruining that in any way. Um, mm. So I don't drink at shows. Yeah. Um, oh, buy the tour shirt. That's my biggest piece of advice. Like, at the Rammstein show, lots of people were buying the non-tour-specific stuff. The non-tour-specific stuff you can buy offline, the tour shirt is typically exclusive-ish to that event, and that's typically the cool one. It's also a great way of, like, milestoning your own life. Yeah. Uh, which, as you start moving through your life, I mean, look back at, you know, what you, or think for a second, what did you do in the last five years? Like, it's kind of nice to have things that actually tell you, oh, th this is what I did last year. Um, this may just be some Jeff's getting old shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're getting pretty, like, pretty philosophical right now. It's kind of cool. This is yeah. uh, actually all really good advice. Yeah, I, like, yeah. on the kind of memory topic, I recently, I think, what, two, three years ago now, Jeff, turned all of my concert shirts from, like, age 16 to age 20-something, like, 21, 22, into a blanket using one of those sites that, like, do that. That's actually a really fucking cool thing to have wow. around. Yeah. I thought yeah. the thing was older than that, but, yeah, they or they basically cut the T-shirts into squares, and so you have, like, just the logo and then, so it's just like a patchwork of these big shirt logos, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like good you have, comforter, too. You'll have the memory and, like, anything you buy, and if it's not something meaningful, it's just something dumb you bought you could have bought somewhere else. Like, I carry cash. Like, merch tables would rather take cash than credit cards, and not all merch tables take credit also, cards. Also, you'll be, you'll be the person who slows everyone down as they use one of those stupid fucking... Yeah. Uh, Squares. The cell phone thing. Yep. Squares, yeah. Uh, T-shirts yeah. cost 20, 30, uh, 20, 25, 30, or 35 dollars. If it costs more than that, don't fucking buy it. Or it's a sweatshirt or yeah. a jersey. Um, say, also, if you ever can, I've found that, like, if you ever have a band, like, in your life, like, for me, it was the band Icon for Hire, that's, like, on the, just on the cusp of being big enough to make it, but not 
like a full-scale AAA act and you can see them in like a little dive bar or something, I highly recommend it because you're never going to get that same experience of a band that wants it so bad and they're chomping at the bit and you're only in, you know, you're always going to be only three rows from the stage because there's only three rows from the stage. Those bands are hungry and they're great to go see. And d yeah, definitely go to local shows. Yeah. You know, here in LA, like I, I love just going to just different live music venues and, you know, there's some that have uh decent consistency and, um, quality like the sugar mill saloon out here usually most of the bands i see are pretty good you know it's not like going to some big show and you can kind of enjoy yourself sit back you know maybe it's it's not the hype but it's also uh basically free yeah it's i have seen as many shows as i have because i actively seek shows like and not all the shows i go to are awesome romstein stuff sometimes it's shitty dragon force stuff or worse, but at the same time, you know where all big bands started as shitty local bands at some point in time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any more to say on this one? Uh, well, I guess I'll throw in my little few tidbits. I've gone to a couple shows. I've gone to some good metal shows, like you know Lincoln Park, uh, over at the, was it the Wiltern? You know. Good times. Uh, I but, hate uh, that venue, and I hate for lumping Lincoln Park in. And metal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. But uh, uh, let's see. Definitely pregame before you go to a show. You can drink water at the venue. Drink all your alcohol before. Uh, Coke is uh, yeah, great for those kind of shows. Over on the alcohol prices, just as a heads up. Uh, Coca Cola. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, snort Coke. It's great for memories. You'll remember everything. <laughs> That's how uh, yeah, I what is it? Uh, watching Metallica, and Smoke you won't have a hangover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and the horns are index and pinky finger, not pinky finger and thumb. Actually, uh, a baby if you have a very wide off. head or you're born with a deformity, your horns actually are the pinky and the thumb. So don't be afraid <laughs> to show your support for the pinky thumb movement. Okay. Uh. uh Let's see. I think that's it for all my... Oh, fanny packs. Always come in handy at shows. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need something that you can carry in Chapstick that fanny pack. Or, that's right. you know, Chapstick. Hand ear... sanitizer. You know, earplugs. Things like that. Oh, uh, you remind ear... me of this, actually. Um, lots of venues earplugs have Earplugs are not a bad thing. Lots of venues have metal detectors now, so don't bring dumb stuff to shows. They'll find it. <laughs> oh, Oh, yeah, don't bring a chained wallet, as Charlie found yeah. out. They will actually confiscate it because it could be used as a garrote. I I had a necklace they got pissed off at me because I had a, it weighed enough. They're like, you could hurt someone. And I'm like, yeah, I could, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> can you put this in your car? Yeah, I guess I can. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, make sure in your fanny pack you carry a uh, external battery because you want to record as much of the show as possible. On your phone, really high up. Oh, don't be that douchebag. So, yeah, that's that's Maeve's advice for shows, you know? So basically, And wear a t-shirt that says, fucking punch me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to bring this back, because this is how I was raised when I was with the music. Don't wear the shirt of the band you're seeing to the show. No, just stick to it. Just solid black shirt. Never goes or wrong. Some other band's shirt. Just don't wear the shirt. The band you're seeing shirt to their show. You look like a tool. 
Speaking or, of which, if you're going to buy a t-shirt, you run the gambit that uh, if you were one of the typical sizes, like large and uh, extra large for t-shirts, they tend to sell out at the end of shows, but they are more available at the beginning of them. Yeah, buy early, yes. buy often. But then you got to walk around with the thing, so that's, uh, yeah. yeah no, cargo there, there's a trade-off there. Most yeah. cargo yeah, or, pant pockets can fit a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah or, or if Fanny you want to be, you can do just something even more reasonable and like, the bigger shirts don't sell out, so just be fat, and you'll always have shirts available. <laughs> oh, that is. I, I got one. I'll just wear, I'll wear a pillow under my band shirts from now on. <laughs> there you go. I got, I got one more thing for concerts. Uh, wear good shoes. Wear yeah. durable shoes because I've, uh, I was at a, a punk rock show um, a, a few years ago, and uh, some I, I wore tennis shoes. And I was kind of drunk. I was like seven beers in. But someone kicked back on my foot and my toenail stood straight up. Uh, And if I had had steel-toed or like these Doc Martens I'm wearing now, that wouldn't have happened. I would have just had, you know, it might have been slightly painful. So, yeah, that was, um, uh, I didn't notice till I got home and then proceeded to drink and (gasps) smoke a lot of pot to... uh, Numb. numb the pain. You literally yeah, use no. medical marijuana. Do not you do not wear sandals to a concert. Yeah, just don't. No. Yeah. Wear wear no. durable shoes. Steel toed no. boots are great. Let, let, let's if it's just... a show that's gonna have crowd surfers, look over your head for said steel toe boots coming at the back. I, I, I guess yeah. I have to say this though. Don't smoke in the pit. Just don't smoke <laughs> in the pit. And so just remember, uh, that shoe rule applies to the men. Ladies, heels are always the best thing to wear. You get taller, you can see more of the band, and it's great. Nothing will ever go wrong if you show up in heels at a concert. Just say. And, and uh-huh. remember, women, crowd surf as often as possible because it's definitely not a way for a bunch of creepy, sweaty strangers to grope you while claiming it's something else. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And then, of course, back really quick on the shirt thing. If you see someone wearing a band shirt for the show they're going to go watch, always make the comment, oh, hey, you think they're here to watch this band? <laughs> always. Always. I don't know how you get through the supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't wear a supermarket shirt, silly. Well, you wear a fanny pack, so. <laughs> hey, you know what? Fanny packs are coming back. You just, you wait. All right? You know how, uh, many, you know how many fidget I spinners I, I want, can fit in my I fanny pack? I want you to be wrong so bad. But with Rompims coming about, I don't even friggin' know. Oh no! It's going I to be it's going to be whatever the next horrible iteration of the fanny pack is. Like you it's not going to be. We're going to be sitting back going, man, I wish they only did fanny packs. It's going to be something more terrible. No, see what I'm going to do is I'm I'm stepping the game up just because you said that. I'm like Pokemon. The Rompim is going to evolve into a fanny pack Rompim with the fanny pack built in to the Rompim. Like a kangaroo. So you're literally pouch? a marsupial. Yeah. I'm a marsupial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, well, right. you wearing your call- Joey. Yeah, I'm going to call it my mansupial. No, it's Joey go. at that point, dude. That's the correct oh. name for yeah, it. But, uh, really pretty good. That Rompim shit scares me. Well, <laughs> More on that later. Or I've got weird. some pictures to scare like, you with. <laughs> accessories make the outfit. Like, if you get the right pair of Crocs with any Rompim, you're always going to be in style, no matter what. <laughs> well, so, be sure to drive a motorcycle with all this, by the way. So, mm. so, so... uh. We're actually going to change, we're going to code an email directly <laughs> as it kind of pertains to this. And this one's just titled, David, dot, dot, dot. Dear special guest David, and screw the rest of the people of this pod- on this podcast, 
compared to what the press pause seems to be, the Wicked Awesome cast seems to be some kind of oddly informed of Vortex Mayhem. Did you prepare? Did you prep in any way before being a guest? You have interacted directly with three quarters of some good studios. How different are they from how they come off in content? Is Charlie really a maniac? Is Jeff really as pale as he seems to be? Was Alex wearing a <laughs> romp him? Wow. Inquiring minds want to know, that, Kyle. That literally just came in. That's, uh... No, no, we've had this. That was something someone said. You know, David's going to be on there. These are things he has to be aware of, right? Asking the real question. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I got, oh man, I got to think this. First of all, well, I can see, uh, I can't physically see Jeff. Yes. Uh, the Rampam, I don't think it's technically out yet. There's a big crowdfunding thing. Alex has one. Yep. This may slow my Skype, but I'm turning on the video. Uh, okay. <laughs> So uh, Jeff does not is not wearing a um, Jeff does not own shirt. a shirt. <laughs> I can go get the romp. Oh, please do not! Oh God, uh, I have to go to bed at some point, Alex. <laughs> all right, um, did I did I prepare for myself? Uh, no, I generally don't prepare for anything. I uh, good man. <laughs> I uh, just uh, reviewed a couple of the gaming stories and um, thought about the kind of difference between uh, radio and youtube because we um uh we have a podcast but we are basically just we're taking our audio from our videos uh that we make on youtube so um i met charlie once uh, before before uh, David this. actually knows all of something with good studios only three quarters of us are here but he knows everyone is jim part of yeah this? jim's just not on the podcast oh okay yeah Okay, so I know I knew Char Jim. Charlie and Jim. Jim's a good friend of mine, and then um, uh, I met Charlie at Jim's New Year's Eve party, and we had um, uh, I don't really I don't remember a lot. <laughs> there was drinking. Yeah, there was drinking. It was a lot of fun, and I thought uh, Charlie was a cool dude. And then we started the press pause, like maybe April. It'd been yeah. in the works for a while, and uh, then we're, I'm like, oh, we, we do the same thing. Jim kept telling me about this radio show, and um, yeah, I just kind of uh, I listened to um, a couple episodes. Well, I listened to parts of episodes. I've been really busy, <laughs> but I will. Uh, I Podcasts are long. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys, uh, yeah, we would love to have... Um, some of y'all on press pause. We might as well announce this. He will be the third for dre uh, for blood drunk. Woo! Oh, I've been I've been chosen. You have been chosen. All right. Blood has uh, spoken. This is good because I just beat Yakuza and Bloodborne is actually my next uh, go to. Excellent. Or maybe next we'll, game to finish. Maybe Sorry. we'll keep the drinking to a minimum this time. No promises, Alex. Say <laughs> so, this. I don't think this will get you closer towards the end of that game. No. No, it won't. <laughs> no. So, um, but yeah, if, if any of you guys will, I can't remember. Uh, we we can't fly out from New Hampshire yet until we get more more money. The, the, we'll but the not there. The but if you ever find yourself in the uh, in Sherman Oaks, that's where we're recording. So we're uh, definitely looking for more people to be on the show, talk about video games. Nice, cool. We'll probably do something in the future of some type. Yeah, you're yeah. you're welcome on the show I, as well, Charlie. Yes, uh, let me do a little YouTuber secret. You know why YouTubers collaborate with each other? 
It's because you can cross-pollinate your audiences then. This is a very deep corporate strategy we're employing right now. Yeah, very secretive. And that it was one of the one of those Alex secrets he just told you. Yeah, we're, we while we will not engage in sub for sub spamming all over YouTube, we will, you know, collaborate with people that are actually not just sending us emails, being like, "Hey, you should send us some of your videos." We'll call it collaboration. <laughs> send me your stuff. <laughs> oh, we get some dumb emails. <laughs> you should give me your background music for free. No, we worked hard on that shit. <laughs> You guys have your own music? Yeah, Jeff does it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Impressive. Yeah, we, uh, we we import only the finest East Coast music for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, so it's... Yeah, we... Uh, yeah, so yeah, we've got like 900,000 subscribers and, uh, you know, that's... Uh, we're going to steal some of them. Looking to, story. Um, looking to break that uh, million mark, We're right? trying to hit the million mark and as, uh, just get that tube money. Yeah, quit as, our day as jobs. As much as I hate this YouTube phrase, uh, the create don't hate thing, it's it's something I believe in what's actually mutually beneficial and not just someone trying to leech. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we uh, we definitely uh, try and make quality videos. Uh, that's, you know, uh, I've edited three of our videos so far. Uh, Matt, our other um, uh, owner of Press Pauses, uh, professional video editor so uh he's definitely <laughs> given me a lot of feedback but my my adobe premiere skills are uh improving uh every new video we make well that's all we can ask of you i think that answered the mm-hmm. question that was asked <laughs> uh, so for now an actual question which is the best party games dear wicked dear wicked awesome cast and special guest david I have an upcoming family reunion at the end of the summer, and I'm planning on bringing a few games to play with the extended family. Since you have an unbiased guest this week, I was wondering if you could offer a few suggestions as to what the best party games might be. Uh, I have access to a PS4 and a laptop that run some video games, but nothing too high end. So, any recommendations you can provide that would that you can provide, which would be a pre- uh, would be appreciated. Sorry, I can't read uh. tonight. From Kyle Jack in Montana. Box. Okay, Kyle. And where? Kyle in Montana. Montana. Wow. Jackbox. Uh, I would, Jackbox, I would Jackbox, 100% <laughs> agree with Jackbox. I would be completely opposed to Cards Against Humanity because I just, I, I can't even with that game. I, I'm they just also said fucking it was their sick family. of it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so, let's see. That rules out Beirut, huh? Yep. Um, there's some <laughs> other, uh, I mean, yeah, Jackbox is great if you have the, you got the, uh, stuff to run it. Um, what about, let's see, um, I'm trying to think of board games. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. There's Munchkin's okay. It really depends. Like the joy of Jackbox is like my parents who do not play video games and kind of actively don't like video games like Jackbox because you can play it on your goddamn phone. And picking it up is super quick. Like, it's all the control you need to be able to do is tap a phone. And you can have a large number of people playing it almost instantly. It does require the internet, though. So, What's the word association game? Um, kind of all of them. I know. That's, uh, it's, co- oh, Codenames, right? Uh, oh, no. uh, Codenames is like a grid game yeah. with cards that, uh, that one's not a bad party. That's game. uh that's actually a lot of fun because you can you basically um just choose 
uh, you you're trying to navigate your team's different words that are hidden underneath uh, different tiles and um, yeah, I I'm not very good at explaining that one, but my I definitely say it's Jackbox like Minesweeper and, and meets name. like charades kind of yeah kind uh yeah kind of like that um it's it's an advanced form of bind sweeper who code names um anything else gang beast is fun but it's maybe not the best party game like <laughs> that's a fun game to play at a party because like it's fun to watch yeah we should just start uh oh it's with your family uh definitely play nidhog and mount your friends not your friends is actually not a bad recommendation. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not. Like <laughs> with your family, I, I would not play Mount Your Friends with my mom. I would. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, anything that's got simple to pick up controls, like Mario Kart's not bad. I. Oh yeah, that one's great. If you have access to a Switch, that makes it easier. Like all the shit we give one two Switch, it's not. Super Smash Brothers will maybe some of your family members will never talk to each other yeah. ever again. But oh yeah, that I have been like the entertainment at a party with like a DJ and whatnot, and nothing shuts down everything faster than Super Smash Brothers yeah. does. <laughs> that is an attention grabber. Like Wii Sports is a great game for parties because it's simple to pick up. It really is any game you can pick up quickly. Like in a weird way, shitty like dive kick and stuff like that. Fighting games you can pick up super quickly. That only require a couple of buttons aren't bad choices. Dive kick's fun. Or I mean if it's multiplayer, yeah, we He said he's got a computer? Yeah, and a PS4. Computer and a PS4. Hmm. I think it's Jackbox. That's the, that's, that's the best. Jackbox, answer. I think Jackbox we're all in agreement. Is, yeah. I don't know if uh they have it on PS4, but the remake for NBA Jam it's pretty fun. You can get four players, and sure. it's pretty straightforward. It's that basketball. As far as controllers, I mean, though, I guess. The one issue I'd have uh, with that is you have to have USB-enabled controllers at that point. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, can you do that with the PS4 controller? I don't know. I, my guess would be he wants to bring one or the other. and mm-hmm. But, hell. Uh, Jackbox, you can get on either. I, yeah. 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 It, yeah, the one drawback to Jackbox is it requires internet. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess that's actually a very fair point. Yeah. Well, thank, uh, well, thank, yeah. Yeah, thank you for writing in. We got our last yeah, email you. now. And it's, it simply reads, Corporate slogan, Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, in celebration of the hamster juicer's thankful lack of a catchphrase in jingles, I started wondering if there was an official slogan for the Wicked Awesome Cast. I noticed a while back that some of the logos for Sunwood Studios changed from Get Good, Suck Less to Playing Games because you can't always wonder why the change. So why the change? If there isn't a catchphrase for the podcast, make Jeff make up one. He seems really good at that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, I think you overestimate my abilities, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'll start by explaining the first question. Um, it was Get Good, Suck Less, and then I realized we don't do that in any instructional videos. So while I enjoyed the kind of in-your-face fuck you-ness of Get Good, Suck Less, I pivoted to playing games because you can't for the double meaning of, hey, let us play video games for you, and hey, yeah, you still suck at video games. <laughs> and, yeah, I, 
my dad gives me shit for that actually constantly because he has a get good suck less shirt. He's like, oh, going soft on me now, huh? <laughs> that's the answer to yeah, that. That's the original uh, few with the good get good suck less shirt still. Yeah. There will be ones that read um, playing games because you can't soon enough. Uh, there is not an official slogan aside for how we end each episode. Yeah, I say the the ending call out's probably it. Yeah, but it's not like I do kind of want a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> uh yeah, I I batted around a couple when we started this haul up like uh, uh there's a podcast used to exist called The Epic Battle Axe and then there are a couple spin-off ones. They had a great catchphrase that which was stay sharp and I thought that was a pretty good one. I want to do something like that for a little while. I I thought about Wicked Awesome cast Brutally Honest or something like that to kind of tie in the metal and the fact that, oh, we don't pull a lot of punches here. Just, yeah, kind of bad metal puns for the most part. I don't know. I think I would have to think about that one in a catchphrase because the problem is is anything I say now is going to get, like, written in stone. Nah, I, I, won't, I won't force that upon you. Yeah. Nah, it's it kind of been playing games because you can't because... As much as we act like the Wicked Awesome cast is separate from Plumwood Studios, it is a byproduct of the other, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, we're all in something Wicked Studios yeah. content in one way or another. Like, as much as there are very few, there are something Wicked Studios videos with me in them. Yeah, you go back to yeah. the early and days ones that I made. Jeff, yeah. Yeah. He is a founding member. Somehow. Yeah. Now, it's like it. This kind of takes actually a weird step back to uh, the way a lot of podcasts, specifically gaming ones, come around is you have a YouTube channel and they get big and they realize there's an alternative revenue stream and content source in the podcasting space. And this is where something with Suze is weird, where we're all lucky enough to work real jobs that provide us enough money that we can just treat something with Suze like it makes money and do the stuff we want as a result. Which is kind of mm -hmm. cool. It's like, well, that's why we have the pro audio solutions. It's why we have our own website and that stuff because I can supplement the lack of income we get from Sunwood Studios with my own funds so we can be more legit. And I'd rather be legit in some ways than kind of the jank ones where it's like, hey, welcome to my YouTube channel. This is all I've done a weird. Etch Maybe that would be our slogan right there. The other, the, the phrase that you've used to describe us the most more legit than we have ever any right yeah. to be. That'd be the slogan. That would be the slogan. More <laughs> legit than we have any right to be. That and our original slogan from the first bunch of episodes, which is, why hasn't anyone shut us down yeah. yet? <laughs> Who is allowing this to continue? Yeah. It'll be a uh, bidding war. You know, subscribers who enjoy this content and people who want to shut us down, whoever pays more. I think we were almost <laughs> wicked awesome cast internet abuse. <laughs> That's a good That's one. That's a good one, yeah. So if uh, every single one of these ideas winds up being someone else's podcast next week, <laughs> I, I know what happened. Cy You're farming me for ideas. <laughs> Cyberbullying 101, get good, suck less. <laughs> a study in horrible friendships. How's that going, Melania? <laughs> uh, that does it for mail. Uh, thank you all for writing in. We love getting the emails. If we did not read it, that's probably because I sent you back an email and responded to it, or it got lumped in with something else we've read. If you were an email that got bumped from last week to this week, thank you for your patience. We thought we'd save them so David could respond to a couple. 
And thank you for writing in specifically for David. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you. I'm I'm always happy to answer questions. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. So our fans uh, like are fun I like said, that. I don't prepare for anything. Yeah. <laughs> our fans. It's, are... it's a way of life. We're amazed they listen to us. It's no surprise. They're like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to do something. So we did. Hell, they're calling out the realest Kevin Smith for us. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically, they also contacted the actual Kevin Smith. I wasn't being sarcastic with the realest. Thank you again, Drew, for taking this very dumb joke into the realest (laughs) of worlds. Yeah, carrying the flag. (laughs) Yes. But I believe that brings us to the end of our podcast this week. Uh, so, as you may have noticed, there has not been a lot of content. I hopefully got something out in between when this got recorded and when it went up. Uh, if I didn't, Premiere is hard. You can go learn it and then tell me how to use it. Stop complaining. <laughs> I feel really bad there's no videos, but, you know, that program is not so user-friendly when you're trying to transition. I, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. Yeah, um, content will be back soon. We got some stuff canned for it. I just have to understand how the hell to make content in that program. And I've I've had a couple suggestions. Oh, this program's easier. And no, we're just going to learn the real program at this point because I'm a masochist like that. But yeah, content will be back soon. Uh, you guys up to anything? Say or, Alex, you up to anything? Uh, just streaming here and there right now. Uh, nothing too crazy at the moment. Again, still just playing more WoW. I'm playing on known battlegrounds. I'm doing more and more raiding as far as that stuff goes, so I'm having fun with that. Uh, and of course, all that stuff. You can find me on Mave Online for Twitch, YouTube gaming, Mixer, uh, all my social media as well is same. Mave Online, Instagram, Twitter, things like that. Uh. If you like shit posts and decent quality shit posts, you can definitely check out my Instagram because that's where a lot of my shit posting goes. So and romping photos. Oh yeah, romping photos and the occasional trolling of uh, my girlfriend at the supermarket. So oh, that's um, Destiny Two beta video. There'll probably be some live stream when that happens. I'm just getting that out now so people can have a heads up about it. I don't have a time frame for it yet. I. I, on one hand, am super excited for that thing, and also I'm very afraid of playing any of that because I played way too much of both the original Destiny alphas and betas. Mm, and that's right. I also have your PS4 still, so yep. we can stream it together. We, um, yeah, we could, actually. If you pre-order <laughs> like, it, I mean. The... No, the open beta. Oh, yeah, that's the weekend. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in the closed beta and the open beta because I have control up. issues. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I pre-ordered. You can pre-order still and get into the closed beta. It's really dumb to call a pre-order bonus a closed beta. Uh, oh, shit. I got, we live in? I gotta do that. I'm so backlogged on games that yeah. it's just like... I'm like, I want to play the beta so bad, but then I also want to beat like Bloodborne well, and then get Persona 5. So and... You should play some Persona 5 oh, while you still have time. Uh, the, the good thing with the beta is they've announced it's like two crucible modes, a couple maps, mm-hmm. one story mission, and one strike. No patrols, no multiple missions. It's like, we're giving you like four things to do. And I super respect the fact they're like, we are limiting the scope as much as possible. Mm. Uh, Titan or bust. Titan. 
Master don't Race. spoil it for ourselves again, because I don't have control. It's like I want to see all of it. You've seen the you've seen all the Cosmo drone. No. <laughs> well, so what's going to press pause in the near future? Oh, what's coming to press pause? We're well. We've been doing the games weekly show uh, about every um, uh, biweekly, getting it out pretty quickly. Uh, I just put out a video today on um, Xbox One S versus uh, PS4 Pro. What's uh, what's the better option? It's the Scorpio, but yeah, neither of them matter. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we just put that out today. We actually. Um, our other friends at Press Pause, Matt and Adam, just put out a, um, a very in-depth uh, comical review of the new Spider-Man. So I would I definitely recommend that. We are uh, looking into... I'm looking into doing a retro gaming show. So that'd probably be uh, games that are at least uh, 20 years old and... Um, going through some of the old classics that maybe didn't get the hype they needed, like um, Tactics Ogre. And then also, I was thinking about Airgates. Airgates, Air Final Fantasy fighting game with a special dungeon mode. Um, so that, that show's still in the works. Um, so still producing that. And then, yeah, we're going to have... Um, we should be having another some more um, content out soon. We also do. Uh, we were doing American Gods, uh, reviewing and recapping that. So now that American Gods is over, we'd love to um, start working on reviewing another show. So we'll see. We'll see how all that goes. But we've definitely got some more videos coming your way. Uh, like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Press pause gaming. Um, you can get it. We have a website too. We have a website, presspausegaming.com, where you can find the audio if you're more of a uh, uh, podcast guy. And we also have a Facebook, also press uh, facebook.com slash presspause, presspause one on Twitter, and uh, patreon.com slash presspause. So um, thanks for having me on the show, guys, and I hope to collaborate soon. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for being around yeah. and putting up with our shit for a few hours. It's, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Welcome to Trainwreck. That would also be a slogan. Looking forward there to Blood go. Drunk. Yeah. Oh, you don't know anything. <laughs> you should know to fear the Blood Drunk. I Just speaking of Blood Drunk, that will probably happen sometime towards the end of the month. Hopefully, somebody can organize that. Uh, there's stuff happening, so... Yeah, excuses. <laughs> It'll happen though. We promise. We will. I, I will make sure to announce it the moment we have a date nailed down. I just need to trick Alex into committing to a day. Mm, now I'm busy till next lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Blood Drunk will be waiting for you then. Oh God. Blood Drunk Afterlife, isn't it? Blood Drunk. Blood Drunk is a cosmic uh, fact, man. It like energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be. Transformed. Wondrous hidden path. In times of yore, there was Leviathan and blood drunk <laughs> in the dark pit. Uh... Bow ahead. I love the little notes they leave you. It's like, or other players leave you. So who wants to close this out this week? 
say? Can we well, give it to are, the guest? We yeah, could, except the moment one it. of us says it to tell him how oh, to say it. That's what post production's for. Well, I'm not doing that. That's. I'm sorry. I made the joke <laughs> once. If someone said that at the beginning of the podcast, I started the audio up. Um, so <laughs> what's an al- what's an alternative word for a line that they use in Britain? What it's a line! Uh, oh, a Q. a Q. And then the word the, and then uh, the genre of music. A material time talking about. Yeah, Lincoln Park is put into the genre. Q the metal. <laughs> <laughs> 